0: To talk all things pro-wrestling, that's right, it is time for this week's edition of 607TWS live on twitch.tv slash 607podcasts. Or, if you're listening to us in podcast form, anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. Of course, we are coming to you live from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am one of your hosts here on 6 Podcast on Twitch. I'm also the host of the 3FN Podcast. That's right. My name is Rich and joining me as he does each and every week. He's the other host here on 607 Podcast on Twitch. But you better know him as the host of the Ocho Duro Harley Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH. I'm talking about Ken M.
1: 607 Podcast fam, what's happening? What is going on? What is good? Are we ready to talk some pro wrestling? Let's do this.
0: That is damn right, my friend. By the way, uh, I, I broke it to Diesel right before recording time that I had changed some things for 3FN. Uh-oh. So it was interesting. <laughs> but he got through it. He got okay. through the new website. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second because there's it's not even a new website because you can still go to 8122productions.com. But there's a new primary to that. So we'll talk about that in a second, though. But uh, how's been the week, man? Week has
1: been good. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, busy wrestling week coming up, too. But, you know, the grind never stops. So the hustle is still moving.
0: Big weekend going on in San Diego, too. Keeping busy, man. You got a lot of stuff going on. You got comic reviews. You got San Diego Comic-Con preview. You mm-hmm. got... Football stuff, basketball stuff. We're almost at football season. Yep.
1: Preseason's about ready to kick off officially for the
0: NFL. It's, cu- it's creeping there. NBA moves. A lot of stuff to talk about. I got to prepare for a 16-hour record Yeah, for, for for the ODPH. I'm prepared for that, by the way. I'm already, well, mostly prepared because there's still there's still some things that have happened in the NFL world that we got to wait till they pan out. But Correct. we still aren't going to be doing that for another few weeks, so there's plenty of time for them to pan out. So. Yes. Outside of that, I'm pretty sure that I have my picks locked in already. There's only a couple things that could change that would waver my picks at this point. But I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, we'll find out. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's usually, it's not, let let me just give you a spoiler for what's going to come out at the end of August, beginning of September for the ODPH. Right now, I'm pretty sure of all the divisions and how the ordering is going to go. There's only maybe one, one or two moves, but they're not at the top. Yeah. There's no team that's at the top. So if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, just let you know, I don't got you winning shit.
1: Yeah, that situation is getting messy. You might be a
0: second or third in that division or dead last. But I don't have you ranked at number one, regardless if Deshaun Watson plays or not. By the way, I'm going to use this personal moment. I know it's a wrestling show to say. The fact that Deshaun Watson's ranked as one of the top 10 quarterbacks by ESPN shows how little ESPN fucking knows. A guy who hasn't played football in two years. Yeah. And maybe not doesn't play this year. How is that the case that he is on in the top 10 when other great quarterbacks are not?
1: The hype machine is real there. That's the only way I can describe also, it. Also, Russell
0: Wilson, top 10.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that with this. That I got no problems
0: with the top three.
1: Yeah, top three makes sense. Because you
0: got the reigning two-time in a row MVP mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers, and then you have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Which I would argue that's top three quarterbacks in the league right now. Easily. But... <laughs> in the top ten, Deshaun Watson and Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell Westbrook, Wilson. sorry, Russell Wilson. I got Westbrook on the mind because as a Lakers fan, I'm hoping they trade him every, any time now. I don't any know. Time. There was
1: some kind of noise that, that there's some secret powwow, and everybody's t- like, know. you know, whenever it gets revealed, and we'll get to wrestling in just a second. Yes. Whenever they say that there's a secret conversation and they're talking, they're going to make it through it. You know, somebody's getting traded. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost like that setup. You know, like you see in the movies. Yeah, like everything's fine, everything's fine, and then bam. That was why the
0: Freudian slipped, though, because I'm really hoping what Russ is gone. Really.
1: He's going, Brooklyn. Mark the tape now.
0: I'll take Kyrie back. Yes. Even even if Kyrie only plays half the fucking games, it'll be better numbers than Russ did last year. Yeah, I agree. Even if he plays half the amount of games. Look at the stats compared to the two of them. Kyrie outdid him in everything with not playing that much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, so I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. I don't care if he's a headache, because Russ rest is a headache. It's, it's equal, equal. But yeah. I digress. Mm-hmm. Enough to talk about sports. If you want to hear more sports talk, tune in tomorrow, late afternoon, early evening, if you will, for the Ocho Duro Parley Hour Podcast Sports Edition.
1: Actually, this week is actually a correction. We're actually doing a fusion show, so we're going to be doing entertainment and sports. So it's going to be ah. one mesh. But we're covering all the grounds that you know if you're a follower of the ODP, So be
0: prepared for a four-hour show.
1: Now we... <laughs> Actually, no, we have a we have a timeline we're, we're going to
0: try working on. Ah, well, I mean, you have San Diego Comic-Con preview. Right, but the sports will be super quick. 3FN, week. we did a th- preview, and we did a half-assed preview, because that's what we do. We only pick and choose the things we like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so and, uh, we're upfront about that, because we're a movie review podcast that just hits you with some nerd news. We'll talk about that in a second, but... You guys usually deep dive, so I'll be disappointed if you don't. No, we'll be doing
1: we'll be doing the deep dive with the sports stuff. It was kind of real quiet this week for the most part. Like we'll oh, okay, okay, cool. we'll hit the one shots because that's pretty much where all the sports. Oh, is okay, this okay, week. okay. Early preview for. I, I'll agree
0: with you there, but uh, I was going to say Padawan Jay not spending at least twenty minutes on the new Lord of the Rings stuff, and especially because they're going they have a San Diego Comic Con stuff. Yeah,
1: he's definitely talking that
0: tomorrow. I was going to say that's my other battle, by the way, of the weekend. Just so you know, just throwing out there because I know Pat's probably listening. By battle, other, we have Marvel and DC go showdown on Saturday, but Friday you have the new Lord of the Rings show. Saturday you have the new uh, Game of Thrones spinoff. It's the it's the it's the old fantasy realm battle. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna get more viewers? Yeah, who's gonna do it? I mean, both of them could get viewers, but who's gonna get more? It's going to be a good good
1: competition. I like,
0: But I like competition. That's the difference. We're going to talk about a PSA uh, in a second, but I like competition. Competition's always good because we always win in competition. Mm-hmm. The viewer wins in competition because then everybody's got to be on their A game. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Before we go any further, though, Ken M. I want you to tell the folks how they can listen to the wonderful Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast coming up. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on social
1: media accounts. Check out the directory where it has all the links on your favorite podcast podcatcher to follow, subscribe, and not miss a moment of content. The T Public Store, anything and everything that is the ODPH can be found at odphpodcast.com.
0: It's an exciting time because if you're looking for the Three Founders podcast, better known as 3FN, which we're changing most things to that, Including eventually a graphic, uh, 3fnpodcast.com. That's right. No longer 8122productions.com. It is 3fnpodcast.com. You can still find out more about 607TWS in the uh, 3fn podcast there. Also, you can get the links to this Twitch channel or Twitch channel there. You can find the links to our social medias, which have also kind of changed on Twitter at 3fnpodcast. Also on TikTok at 3fnpodcast. Instagram is the one I couldn't get, so it's at 3 pod facebook 3fn podcast or still three fat nerds podcast however you like it make sure you're following us on the socials hashtag 3fn pod whenever talking about the show t public store links are there musical act uh, links are there uh local sponsors who bring it ad free like dragon master games rex Arrage auto detailing also there. uh friends of the show like the ultra Parley parlay Hour podcast you can go right to the website from our website and vice versa mm-hmm. also i would like to point out our good friends at sci-fi horror fest are there as well make sure you check them out sci-fi horror for all ticket and information uh, August 26th, and 27th, Vernon Downs Casino in Vernon, New York. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see people there because I will be there live and running around like a chicken with my head cut off, baby. It's going to get funky like a monkey, as the great, late, great Dusty Rhodes would say. Facts. So, this show, we got a lot. got a lot. We got in the main event of this show, we are going to break down. Well, not really break down. We're going to talk about... AEW Fighter Fest, what already transpired or what's going to transpire this week. We're also going to talk about, there's a controversy out there with All Elite Wrestling.
1: Yeah, brewing.
0: Some DMCA stuff, we're going to talk about that. Hopefully they don't hit me for that one. And then uh, last but not least in the main event, we're going to break down the card for this week's Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. Their return to the ring for the first time since Supercard of Honor. So Mm. a couple months off, whatever. Uh, in the mid-card of the show, we're going to do our Indie Spotlight this week on AIW Absolute Intense Wrestling because they have their biggest show of the year, Absolution, going down this upcoming Saturday as well. That will be live on independentwrestling.tv. We'll talk more about that in the second. And also, we're going to give you the update of the G1 Climax 32. It just started New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's their biggest time of year. We're going to break down what's happened so far, where the standings are. It's only been a couple days. And we're going to also talk about the next tournament matches over between now and the next time. We come to you for 607 TWS. And of course, in the opening contest of this show, we are going to talk about Game Changer Wrestling because they had a big weekend this past weekend. But more importantly than that, Kenem, more importantly than that, there was some breaking news.
1: There was. We're
0: going to talk about that all in the opening bout. But before I can play Ken's favorite part of the show, before I can do it, last week, I did one of my famous rants, call outs. All that stuff. And got some good reviews from that. It seems like we've gotten some positive energy because people, I think, are tired of the toxicity out there. Oh, yeah. As a whole. But needless to say, I don't think it was as toxic this week, but there was a lot of gatekeeping going on. Mm. And it was across the board because coming into San Diego Comic-Con, you see a lot of gatekeeping, of course, in the nerd community. Yeah. So I've had to deal with that. And then also wrestling, there's a lot of gatekeeping. So we went from like this really fucked up, you know, it's been it's still toxic out there. Don't get me wrong. But we went from this really fucked up, real toxic week in pro wrestling Twitter, which we talked about last week, mm-hmm. to now this real gatekeeping week. And I, I mean, I heard people uh, talking about a clip of Psycho Clown and Brandon Kirk wrestling in the rain from over a year ago. Yeah. And what do you expect? Oh, critiquing oh, he didn't sell the pile driver. Okay, sorry, they were probably trying to rush through a match because the ring was saturated in water while still giving people a show. By the way, it happens. Mm-hmm. Rain and outdoor shows, especially in Mexico, happen. It's rain or shine on an outdoor event. Yeah. I don't save me with this unsafe for the workers. It's just it's it's just as dangerous with or without the rain. As a matter of fact, I saw a lot of workers chime in, like I would rather the rain over the sun.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
0: I don't know if you know this on a bright sunny day, that wrestling canvas gets real hot. Yeah. Like burn your back hot. So I'm sure they would prefer rain over the sun, but I digress. Meanwhile, you know, and and, and this is not a political argument, so I don't want to start one. Meanwhile, you know what people should have focused on. There was a young boy in Mexico who was nervous about getting his vaccination and wore his favorite wrestler, his hero, Psycho Clown's mask, to get the strength because he knew his hero would not be scared of a needle. And that's what got him through. And Psycho Clown heard about that, sent the kid an autographed mask and a bunch of stuff. Very that's cool what stuff. we should be talking Absolutely. about. The Psycho Clown is one of, if not the biggest star in Mexico, because he is. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's doing things like that. But no, we're going to break down a match and criticize people over a rain match. Come on, my guy. Yeah. Come on, people. We got to do better than this. I mean, Bully Ray came out last week, and I agree with it. I'm going to paraphrase him. Came out and busted open and said, listen, wrestling fans, most of them aren't fans. They're just out here shitting on everything. And it's true. The, the same people who are shitting all over AEW and WWE and New Japan, they're, they're everything. So what are you doing? Are you really watching? And I understand there's a certain level of troll out there that's doing that, but there are people who are literally wasting their time watching wrestling to bitch about it. And it I'm looking at you called the Cornet members, by
1: the way. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense why you would waste your time and your energy just to vent about stupid shit like that when we should be focusing on the positive stories like with Psycho Clown. That's a great story and something we need to hear.
0: They're worried about two 17-year-olds wrestling and they looked good and that was a good goddamn match. They're worried about you know dumb shit. I my favorite though. My favorite. You cult the Cornette members. You guys are fucking dumb. And I and I don't like to be negative, but I got to say it. You guys are probably – the, you, you know what they do. They wind a daddy cornet and tag him and shit, and he, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He hasn't been fucking relevant in 20 years, okay? Mm-hmm. Bottom line, oh, he knows more about the wrestling business. Fine. He knew more about it way back when, but he don't know shit now. Yep. Here's the proof. You guys tagged him in a Jack Evans botch from Ring of Honor. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. They, they made the rounds, right? Yeah. You know what the best part about this? Do you know who the booker of Ring of Honor at that time with the botch was? Cornette. Yeah, that was when Jim Cornette was booking Ring of Honor. So yeah. the guy who knows so much about fucking wrestling, let that mud shell flippy-dippy shit happen at an event. I would love, love, love to see Jim Cornette say the, some of the things he says about some of these wrestlers to them. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know it won't happen. Mm-hmm. I love to hear him tell Joey Janela some of that stuff. By the way, Joey Janela calling out... Uh, uh, Brian Last and Jim Cornette on microphone and GCW, fucking hilarious. Yes, I want to point that out. But I would love you to say something. Actually, you know what I'd really love when you talk about deathmatch wrestling. I would love you to have that conversation with Nick Gage or John Wayne Murdoch.
2: <laughs>
0: and I'm going to tell you what. You'd be better off with Nick Gage because he'll he's just going to school you and tell you what you're missing.
1: Yeah. Because
0: John Wayne Murdoch's probably likely to smack you in your mouth. Yes, I, I would take that bet. Yes. That's all I'm saying, guys. And it's not to like criticize. If that's what you attest to, that's fine. But you're being negative. There's a difference between giving your opinion and saying something is bad and saying that you don't like it and then just being straight disrespectful to the workers and to the fans of it. Mm-hmm. I don't like everything I see. We've said it before. I'm not a huge deathmatch guy. Do I watch deathmatch wrestling? If done right, yes, I will. But does that mean it's my favorite form of wrestling? No. Occasionally. You get a feud like Alex Cologne and John Wayne Murdoch. This sets the world on fire because it's a great story. And that's what you guys are missing is it was a great story. This was just told in a violent way, but I digress. There's plenty of things I don't like. I'm not a fan of some of the same things. Other people are like the young bucks. Yeah. I used to love the Young Bucks, but they've been doing the same match for over a decade. But if you love the Young Bucks, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. If you say they're the best tag team in the world, I'm going to be like, okay, that's your opinion. My opinion that currently the best tag team in the world is FTR and possibly the best tag team of all time is the Briscoes, if not the Dudleys. It's either the Dudleys or the Briscoes, in my opinion, are the greatest tag team of all time. That's my opinion. FTR could get there. Currently in the world, I think it's FTR. But, once again, you might not agree with me. That's fine. We can agree to disagree. Both be fans, still have opinions and have things. Me and Ken don't agree on everything. This is true. He likes certain people I don't. hmm Let's be honest. And I'm going to throw it out there. Ken is a CM Punk mark. True. Not as much anymore. No, no. But you still are. Yes. No, I admit and I that. never was. That's fine. That doesn't mean I don't respect what the man does in the ring. Mm-hmm. I just don't respect what he does outside the ring and rewriting history. And that's fine. That's a whole other ball game, guys. Right. But that doesn't mean I come at Ken and go, hey, Ken, you know that guy you really like? You fucking stupid, Mark. Yep. That's a difference, man. There's no reason to insult people for what they like. It's as easy as this. Hey, you know what? I don't like, you know, you like CM Punk? Eh, I'm not big on him. That's okay. We can agree to disagree. We can agree to disagree and move on and we'd still be fans. And that's what real fans do. Yes. Real fans do that. And whether you're a Star Wars fan, or a wrestling fan, or a Marvel fan, or a DC fan, and it goes down all the way. Sports fan of all oh, kinds.
1: Oh my God, yes.
0: I just want to say, guys, and I'm not saying we have to say fucking kumbaya, I know things happen, but there is definitely a difference between what we do here, where we criticize and give our opinions and takes, and, and insulting people. Insulting people. And the one group that I won't, there's two groups that I have no problem insulting, But I don't waste my breath on them too much. You'll hear me make comments. And those two groups, by the way, aren't the drones. They're not the the AEW Kool-Aiders. Because those people are passionate. Yeah. Sometimes do they get toxic? Absolutely. But they're passionate. The only two groups that I don't like in pro wrestling that aren't passionate are the trolls. Mm. The overall trolls. Right. Which everybody has them. And this cult of Cornette purist movement because they seem to not like anything. They don't like any, there's not some wrestling that I've found that you guys like maybe what the NWA is doing, but not even then. Cause they bitch about that. I don't know what they don't. I just don't know Hell, they didn't even like the fact that the rock and roll express wrestled in GCW and it was a good match. It
1: was a very good match. Actually.
0: <sighs> it, it's, it blows my mind. Continue. It, it's a
1: weird idea to, to grasp, but we have to remember when we talk with fellow fans, not everything we like, they're going to like. But if you keep a positive conversation, and like what Rich touched upon, there's certain wrestlers he likes, there's certain ones that I don't like that he does. But you know what? We keep it moving. Like, you know, I say, hey, that I'm not really a big fan of him, but I get what you say. And you know what? The conversation's fine, and we all live in peace. But for the trolls and for the, the cult of cornets that are coming out of the woodwork this weekend,
0: Pump the brakes. Save it.
1: Yeah, save it. Because you know what, you're not winning anybody over. You're going out there, and you know what you're doing. You're making like Charlie Brown's teacher noise.
0: And and because we're going to talk about GCW in the opening at some point, listen. You can have flippity-dippities and still have stories. Mm-hmm. It's also the independence where not every match is going to have a story because it's an independent wrestling company. You don't, you don't know who's coming back next week or next month or whenever you're fucking wrestling, especially for smaller companies. GCW does a little more storylines than a lot of smaller indies because you never know who's coming back, right. especially the big names. They're coming through Rolling Town. So you know what? You're just trying to put on a show. So guess what? Some of those exciting moves, that's what is, makes the match fun. Mm-hmm. Can we not have fun in wrestling? i think we can does it mean you know not everything has to be a classic catch-a-catch can fucking five-star match some things could just be there for entertainment purposes yeah that's why i enjoy orange cassie that's why i enjoy dan Housen. i enjoyed them on in the indies that's why still on in the indies i enjoy somebody like warhorse and so many more because guess what can they wrestle yeah but guess what they also have fun And that's why I enjoy guys like Gringo Loco and Jack Cartwheel and Commander who do flippity-dippity shit. And you know why? Because it's fucking great. And it's entertaining. And if it's not for you, you can just say, oh, I don't like it. It's not for me. But I'm not going to shit. The problem is you can put that opinion out there. But then when somebody goes, oh, you know, by the way, you shouldn't go back at those people because don't incite it. But if somebody says something like, oh, well, you don't know what you're missing. It's great. You should watch it. And your fastback is your stupid mark or insult them or tag. You think Big Daddy Cornette's going to tell somebody. The only thing Cornette's looking for is is another guy to help him with his wife. That's true statements. There's no allegedly. That's fact. He wrote it in a fucking book. Yeah, that's true. So you can't even get anybody for slander for it. You can't even pull the AW move. Talk about that a Mm bit, uh, but anyways, before we go, I just want to remind people that the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary has opinion is defined as a view or judgment formed about something not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. It's important to realize, not necessarily based upon fact or knowledge. So, you could have an opinion, you could have a smart opinion, a dumb opinion, whatever opinion, but it doesn't matter because it is what it is it's an opinion and your opinions are yours and mine are mine and sometimes we'll share them and sometimes we'll disagree with them. but the greatest thing ever and i put this on twitter is like what you like and i'll like what i like and sometimes we'll meet in the middle but guess what if i don't like what you don't like and you don't like what i like we can agree to disagree and both of our opinions are right Mm. because an opinion isn't wrong because it's not based in fact it's an opinion it's a beautiful thing and art is subjective so, just remember that. And I'm just—I'm not trying to be a dick. I no, just want it. I just want people to know that. And we puck it at the end of the show sometimes. So I just wanted to start the show this way.
1: No, you're you're completely right, and especially over this weekend, it was a little more out there than it normally has been in the past couple of weeks. So we're just saying, when you get online, you want to stay in opinion, stay in opinion. Others might not agree with it, and it's fine.
0: Yeah. No fights. No no name calling. No stupid shit. But I know that's not going to happen. I'm not new to the internet. I'm just trying to make sure maybe two or three people hear this or ten people or whatever. And they decide, you know what? It's not worth that shit anymore.
1: If it sinks in for one person, it's a win. It's great.
0: And that's why I said I don't don't usually go with comments for people unless it's a positive conversation. Because you're not going to change my opinion and I'm not going to change yours. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason arguing with each other like morons. Because then we both look stupid. Yeah. Because you're not like art is art maybe down the road if my taste changes i might change my view or you might change your view but in the moment art is subjective and we've already made our decision so Mm -hmm. with that being said let's kick off because we have a big show and i know you're excited because you're always excited for It's it's time to kick the show off officially and we had some breaking news as we came to air it's the national tragedy is over, Kenem. Oh. We finally know who, what the final match for the Nature Boy Ric Flair will be coming up in uh, just a little under two weeks now.
1: Yeah, I forgot the the, the last
0: match. Because it's taking place SummerSlam weekend? Yes. Are you ready? Because I'm sure some of you have already heard it. But I got to tell you, because you already know, but I got to make a sound because this is what we do on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Or live stream or whatever you're listening to. us on. Ken M, Rick Flair's final match will be a one no. It'll be a tag team match. A tag team extravaganza. Oh. And on one team, you'll have The Nature Boy Rick Flair in his last match, and he will be teaming with his brand new son-in-law, Andrade Al Idolo. Hmm. And they will be going up against two of Rick Flair's most storied rivals.
1: Sting and Ricky Steamboat?
0: More story than that.
1: Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker?
0: You're getting a little off. So I'm going to help you out because obviously you don't know anything about the storied history of the Nature Boy, Ken. They're going up against a man who I am assuming is on loan from World Wrestling Entertainment because he is your executive vice president of live events. The last outlaw... Hopefully, comes out to that music. Jarrett? Old J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T-double-J-Jeff Jarrett. And he's tagging with the one and only, and possibly when this match goes down, Ring of Honor World Television Champion, J-Lethal. Why? <laughs> well, I... I'm going to start off by saying it's smart to have this tag match because yes. I don't think Flair should be having a singles match. Mm-hmm. However, my biggest problem here is why isn't it Sting? Why do we have Jeff Jarrett? Now, I'm not so worried about Jay Lethal. I kind of understand you want a little more athletic person. Jay Lethal and Ric Flair do have a relationship. Uh, of course he did the 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 little the impersonation thing, you know, for a while. For a yeah, 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 yeah. But like Jeff Jarrett, yeah, I know they've been around each other, but I'm saying if you're gonna have a last match, it should have been Ricky Steamboat or Sting. Yeah. I understand having a young guy, so I'm not going to really ride on the, the the Jay Lethal thing. But why aren't we getting, especially because also a young guy to work in the ring with Andrade. Why didn't we get like a Sting? Or, you know, perfect example is why didn't you reach out to AEW and why did AEW step up like they normally do? Why don't we get like Sting and Darby? Because obviously they're letting Jay Lethal and Andrade do this. Yeah, the only thing, I and this is only my
1: opinion, I am guessing that they have the idea that I do that this is a bad idea and don't want to be tagged near anywhere near this Rick at this stage and in his health should not be in the ring and I think that maybe smarter heads are prevailing as far as Sting and Ricky Steamboat go that as much as they're friends with him and they have the relationship and the historic you know rivalries they want no part of this and, and quite frankly I don't blame them in my opinion this is a bad idea but I understand hey if he's going to do it you know he's a name he's going to draw you can put a lot of hoopla behind it It's just puzzling, but I'm guessing that it was only a certain amount of people that wanted to step up into that role that Rick felt comfortable working with.
0: Well, I'm just going to chalk this one up to a... uh...
1: You
3: take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning, but then you take my 75% chance of winning. If we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning.
0: I think that's why Scott Steiner's not in this match, by the way. But <laughs> in closing, I will just say this. I had no interest before. I still have no interest, especially for the price tag that's on the uh, the pay-per-view. But if you guys are interested in it, God, Godspeed. Do you. Godspeed. Hopefully it's a great event. I know that they're going to be announcing more matches. There's a few that they announced. Uh, we'll cover it next week. We'll we'll get a rundown of what's going to be on the official pay-per-view because I'm sure most of it will be out by next week. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's going down next weekend. But we have a lot to cover for that weekend because that is also – for better or for worse, I don't know how much we're covering SummerSlam due to... Reasons. Yeah. and so, But at the same point in Juncture, we probably will do a card rundown. But there's a big GCW weekend with a huge GCW main event.
1: Yeah, we and, about and, and, far,
0: and so much more going that weekend. So we'll definitely be tuning in. So make sure you tune in next week as we will be talking more about this. Speaking of Game Changer Wrestling, though, it is now time to do our review segment. And last weekend, there was a big, big weekend for Game Changer Wrestling as they went back to the West Coast... And they had some three big shows, two under the Game Changer Wrestling banner, one under the L.A. Fights banner. Are you ready to go through these? I would love to. As you guys know, when we break down reviews, what we do is we go through the entire results for the event, and then we come back and kind of talk about the pros and cons of the event. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right, first up, we had Game Changer Wrestling, No Signal in the Hills 2, coming to you from the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles, California. And that went down on Friday night. Uh, your commentators were Kevin Gill, Emil J, Deshaun Scoville, Leo Rush, Jordan Cassell, and Pollo Del Mar. And yes, I did not stutter. Leo Rush. Mm. And we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that after we go through. Here we go. Opening contest was uh, Gringo Loco defeated Rocky Romero in 15 minutes and 44 seconds. Rocky M- Romero was filling in for Johnny Game Changer because uh, he had other AAA duties. Uh, Tony Deppin defeated Commander in the second match, 11 minutes, 53 seconds. Alex Zane, the sauce god, defeated Titus Alexander, the young up-and-comer, in 10 minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, Blake Christian, not quite back to being All Heart, but still the best in the world, defeated Starboy Charlie, 14 minutes and 55 seconds. Then uh, Los Masisos, Cyclope, and Miedo Extremo defeated the Young Guns, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne. And yeah, I know there's another team called the Young Guns, but... Let's be honest. That's what they are. True. Hunter Freeman defeated Rob shit (laughs) in a fucking death match. Uh, 10 minutes and eight seconds. They're two up and comers in the West Coast. So it's kind of fun. In a GCW World Tag Team title open challenge, which was also contested under death match rules, although it didn't look like a death match. Uh, your champions, Bussy, Ali, Catch, and Effie, defended against the second gear crew, Mats Warner and Matthew Justice, at the end of the day, and still game changer wrestling, world tag team champions, Bussy. Then we had the legend, Dark Sheik, defeat the king of wreck shit, Mountain Cole Raderick. And in the main event of the evening, the bad boy, Joey Janela, defeated the, uh, uh, the aesthetic crippler, Kevin Blackwood, in 28 minutes and 29 seconds, and it was a phenomenal match for our main event. Uh, let's go down. Let's talk about, uh, obviously jumping right off is Blake Christian versus Starboy Charlie. Yes. Starboy Charlie, since his return, this is one of his uh, big moments. Uh, at the end of the match, even Blake Christian even made the comment, they should stop calling you Starboy. It should just be Starman from now on. The crowd chanted Starman in a very good moment. But it was before this match got started that music hit and Leo Rush, who is probably Blake Christian's greatest adversary and rival in pro wrestling, made his way out, walked around the ring, Walked to the back and then joined commentary. And it was a really weird commentating moment because he never really said anything real bad about Blake. Said, oh, he stepped his game up, this and that, was cheering for him. Blake made quick reference to him and said, I saw you coming out here and I, and I know you're trying to steal my light. And then moved right off of him and got ready. Just went right to town saying, hey, in a couple weeks. I have the biggest match of my career as I'm going to go one-on-one with John Moxley for the Game Changer Wrestling World Championship, and I'm going to defeat John Moxley. I'm going to shock the wrestling world. I'm going to prove that I am one of the best in the world, and most importantly, I'm going to get rid of that part-time champ because that belt should be defended on every show. So when I win that belt, it will go back to being defended on every show. So what did you think of the match? What did you think about Leo Rush? And more importantly, how did you think about the promo he cut about one John Moxley?
1: One match is phenomenal. Starboy Charlie is in that Nick Wayne class of uh, the young talent, Billy Starks too, of what GCW has on their rosters. The future stars of tomorrow are here today. If you're not following them, you got to go check it out. The match was phenomenal. The Leo Rush thing was puzzling. And I understand that as you touched upon, indies don't really have a lot of storylines because it's always a fluctuating roster. However, in Leo's case... And I thought it was a Nyla Rose's
0: tweet. Nyla Rose's tweet was hilarious. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she said, and I quote, retiring. What did you what talk about? Retiring. Yeah. But she spelled it wrong on purpose. And people were trying to, because she put tired in the middle. So it's retired ing.
1: Yeah. So with Leo, in my opinion, like you, you don't know what's going to really go on there. And I think that if they're trying to set up him interfering in Blake's moment against moxley which now i hope that doesn't happen i'm fearing it's happening i really hope it doesn't i hope that they, they set up that blake wins and then leo comes out and challenges him that's for fine. Homecoming. I'm, fine with that. I'm per, that's what i'm hoping for that's the only reason that makes sense because i mean the fact that blake's doing this and and i gotta just say too, go back to all heart get rid of this whole grave heart thing it's not working it's not getting over the back and forth like personality thing it, it's just it's not meshing I think for this final, like the match going against Moxley, he's got to be on his A game. And I think that we really need to see the best Blake Christian out there. And I just, I hope it doesn't end with some kind of weird interference. Like Blake, this his time. He's got to win. And then all the challengers can come. And I think at homecoming, especially putting him and Leo in, I think that's a smart move
0: i agree uh i thought this card was great top to bottom i will say this uh the gringo loco rocky romero opening contest is what an opening contest should be it was exciting the crowd was into it i would love to see that ran back uh and commander Mm -hmm. great match uh zane and titus alexander that kid's another young up-and-comer alex zane is is making big moves over in japan and here in the states it's it's great uh like i uh one of my personally because I love the young the young bucks here and I'm and not the young bucks but Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne and to see them go up against you know they're preparing because eventually we're going to get that uh, Motor City Machine Guns but against those two but to see them prepare against a team like Los Macizos, who is a very good team and can get it done in numerous ways they gave them a little more of a hardcore match a little more tough match but at the same time very good match mm-hmm. and they the kids kept up with them yeah and that's that's always a, a plus uh i got to be honest, though. My favorite match of the night was the main event, yeah, Joey Janela versus Blackwood. Blackwood. If you don't know who Kevin Blackwood is, you should find out. And Joey Janela showing why he can still be a top guy in this business, and I don't care what Jim Cornette or anybody else says about it. He, 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 his charisma is on a next level. His in-ring ability is great. And he has that ick factor. He might not be a giant guy. He might not be the most muscular guy. But I'll tell you what, what he lacks in that, he, he picks up in everything else, in my opinion.
1: The one thing that we see now with Janella is what we saw previously to AEW. You have a guy out there that gets it. He can connect to the audience no matter if he's a face or a heel. And he has that certain it factor like you touched upon that, quite frankly... Few people in the business have. And especially at this level, no matter what promotion he wrestles for, but let's be honest, he is very synonymous with GCW. He really represents what they do and what their style of wrestling is, which is for the fans, giving them something they haven't seen before. And Janela, love him or hate him, does it every single match, and few people come close. Give that man his flowers. Absolutely.
0: Saturday, we had an L.A. Fight show, L.A. Fights Volume 5, coming to you from, the Baldwin, uh, from Baldwin Park, California, at the American Legion Post 241. You can get this for free currently on YouTube on the Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, I forgot to mention before, uh, the Friday night event, GCW No Signal on the Hill 2, and Sunday's event, which we'll be talking about, Back to the Bay, you can get as a bundle package or buy individually on Fight.tv. Uh, but this is absolutely free on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. Your commentators for the uh, event were Deshaun Scoville, Jordan Cassell, Poyo Del Mar, and, of course, Brett Lauderdale. Mm. He joined in for a little bit. Are you ready to talk about this? Absolutely. Making his uh, LA Fights debut, despite the fact that he's part of the reason that they have at LA Fights, but he was injured. Starboy Charlie defeated Lucas Riley in 12 minutes and 38 seconds. Titus Alexander defeated Damian Drake in 8 minutes and 11 seconds. There was a three-way match where Brandon Gaston defeated Gregory Sharp and Midas Creed in 9 minutes and 58 seconds. Next up, Juicy Finois defeated Rob Shit in 6 minutes and 53 seconds. Jack Cartwheel defeated Jordan Cruz in 11 minutes and 59 seconds. Making his LA Fights debut, early morning, Guy Steele defeated Lazarus Mm. in 1 minute 51 seconds. Lots of fun, though. Yeah. Uh, In a tag team match, Gangster Party, B-Boy and Little Cholo, the legends of the West Coast, defeated the young up-and-comers, the young guns, if you will, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne, 14 minutes 27 seconds. Hunter Freeman defeated Cutthroat Cody in 12 minutes and 59 seconds. And in the main event of the evening, the Aesthetic Crippler, Kevin Blackwood defeated Sandra Moon in 14 minutes, 54 seconds. How did you think of LA Fights? Love the card.
1: Thought you know, the Wayne and Oliver match. Listen, they're getting tested for this Motor City Machine Gun match, and this was another great step up for them. I, I got to say, the triple threat it really surprised me. I thought that was a sleeper match on the night. Uh, I got to say, the Hunter Freeman uh, match, his opponent, Very interesting mask. Cutthroat Cody? Yes, coming out to the ring. Uh, And I thought they put on a crazy match, especially Hunter was still rocking some bloodstained gear from last night. Uh, So that was definitely a cool match. And the main event, too, Sandra Moon is killing it right now.
0: Dude, Sandra Moon is really good. Yes. Really, really good. Kevin Black would also really good. Uh, Absolutely, too. But great main event. But if I had to pick the match, once again, another great event front to back. There was some great entertaining spots. There was also some really good wrestling. My favorite was that three-way. Brandon Gadsden returning to wrestling this mm-hmm. past year has been what, one of the West Coast's best things. Brandon Gadsden was a young up-and-comer, came up through PWG. That's where a lot of people found out about him. Like I'm going to say probably around the same time I was in wrestling. So we're talking seven, eight years ago because right. it was towards the end of my run. And then he went away for whatever reason. Never gave a reason. Just didn't want to do it anymore, I guess.
2: Well,
4: you and mean- he
0: made his return last year. And he's picked up right where he left off. It's been phenomenal, and I'm glad he's getting showcased, and I can't wait to see more of him. And Midas Creed, what can you say about him? That kid. Phenomenal young kid, cool. as as well as Gregory Sharp. It was just a phenomenal two, one veteran, two young kids, and they just tore the house down. I thought they did a great job. Of course, Starboy Charlie and Lucas Riley, another mm-hmm. young duo doing great things. Titus Alexander and Damian Drake. Damian Drake's new look. I liked it. Yes. I like him being more serious and not doing that emo stupid gimmick that he Mm -hmm. was doing for a little while. I'm sorry. I'm just calling it what it is. No, you're facts. Great match. But it was, like I said, if I had to pick one, my match of the night, definitely three way. All right. That brings us to the last match that we're talking about. The last uh, event of the weekend Mm -hmm. going down on Sunday. GCW back to the Bay from the Midway in San Francisco, California. Your commentators for the night. Kevin Gill, MLJ, and Rancid Zone. And, of course, Lars Fredrickson in the Bastard Zone. Lars Fredrickson, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome whenever they're in the Bay. He's a big GCW fan. He's friends with Kevin Gill and always comes through, and he called probably half the card. I would say easy And, if, and I actually, believe it or not, love Lars on... Uh, you know, it's good to friends see he's with CM Punk. Somebody needs to get him in the booth on AEW. I'm not saying all the time, but occasionally it'd be real nice to see because Lars is real good. If they can only mix it up for Rampage. Dude, Lars is really good on the mic, so... Shout outs to Lars Fredrickson, because I love hearing him I and mean, he gives really cool insights. It's kind of almost like a Pat McAfee because he's yeah. coming out as a fan.
1: Yeah, as I was just going to say, that comparison's perfect because... He
0: doesn't jump around as much, but he still comes out as a fan.
1: He comes out as a fan, but still, the passion comes through the mic, and that's what you want from your announcer.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about the event, though, shall we? Yes. In the opening contest, the King of Wreck's Shit Mountain, Cole Radder, gets back in the W column as he defeated Midas Creed in 8 minutes and 22 seconds. Uh, second match of the evening, and one of my favorites of the weekend, uh, the base god Gringo Loco defeated Commander 12 minutes and 54 seconds. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about that in mm-hmm. a minute. Uh Next up, the GCW World Tag Team Championships on the line. Your champions, Bussy Ali, catch and Effie uh, took on the team of The Caution, Anton Voorhees, and the legendary Dark Sheet, the High Priestess of Pro Wrestling, the Church of Pro Wrestling. Guess what, though? 11 minutes, 25 seconds, and still the Game Changer Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. Bussy. Uh, next up, the Saw Scott Alex Zane defeated uh, 607 TWS's resident favorite asshole, Tony Deppen, 15 minutes and 48 seconds bad boy Joey Janella defeats Starboy Charlie 22 minutes and 53 seconds we'll be coming back to that because of what happened uh, then we had Jordan Oliver the east coast ace gets back in that W column in a singles match where he, he defeated Titus Alexander in uh, 13 minutes and 7 seconds we then had a sighting of the reigning undisputed impact wrestling X division champion speedball Mike Bailey as he defeated Jack Cartwheel in 13 minutes and 9 seconds the young man All Elite Nick Wayne defeats Kevin Blackwood 10 minutes and one second skips back in the win column is himself. And last but certainly not least in the main event of the evening in what it can only be considered a hardcore brawl. Los Macizos, Ciclope and Medio Extremo defeat the South Pacific Savages. Uh, They put Journey Fatu but it wasn't Journey Fatu. It was Jacob Fatu and Juicy Fanua 11 minutes and 23 seconds. Let's talk about storylines in GCW. Mm -hmm. So Let's do that one first. There's been a storyline in Game Changer Wrestling that goes back to a while ago. Granted, before Starboy Charlie got injured and before this other person got injured, they were this teacher-student team, and it was Chris Dickinson. And then some things happened. Chris Dickinson was accused of some things, and also he's been wrestling in Japan, so we haven't seen him in a while. Probably what's best. Yes. So Starboy Charlie's injured. He comes back. We never got a payoff to this Jacob Fatu, Juicy Fenois, South Pacific Savages destroying him and, and Chris Dickinson. So at the end of the Joey Janela-Starboy Charlie match, which was very good, Starboy Char- uh, Joey Janela's giving Starboy Charlie his flowers. Mm-hmm. And Starboy Charlie cuts a great promo about how he had to sit at home for seven fucking months, and he thought about giving up on wrestling because... He didn't think he could come back and do it and he's like, "You know what? Fuck that. I toughed it out." And he lots of swearing by the way, which yeah. I liked, cuz it was very passionate. You very tell it was coming from the heart. Very emotional. And all of a sudden, the South Pacific Savages hit the ring and destroy him and Joey Janella, and it's a crazy moment. We move on. Main event happens. Los Masisos beat the South Pacific Savages. Big upset. Mhm. After the match, South Pacific Savages start beating up Los Masisos. Which brings out Starboy Charlie and Joey Janela together. They fight off the South Pacific Savages. And then Joey Janela says, hey, listen, you two bitches. You don't want to fucking come in this ring and fight me now. I'll tell you what. We're going to be back in L.A. on September 23rd. Me and Starboy Charlie versus you two. And we're going to kick your asses. Perfect. Loved it. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're going back to that story. But switching out Chris Dickinson for Joey Janella and I liked it it made sense and
1: it definitely fit for what Joey is too because like I said Joey can flip flop between him being a heel and a face and this works so kind of waiting to see hoping that he doesn't do the swerve and turn on Starboy Charlie I don't but. think
0: he's going to you know why I think this is happening I think he's been getting his flowers yeah I think that's I'll, the I'll story has worked there because we've seen a, we've seen the the, 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 the the heel going away because the fans have now been like oh man Joey's on he's back to being the old bad boy yeah And I think that that's really where it's coming from. And I think star boy, Charlie helped him realize that maybe the, the old bad boy needs to come back. The one that the crowd does like the one that's a jackass, but at the same time, he's one of the best in the ropes. Mm -hmm. So I I can't wait to see more of that. Uh, Let's talk about it. And I know it's because, you know, it got some bullshit things on the internet, but commander with fucking moment of the year again. I mean, we remember being there live in New York city, seeing commander for the first time where he does the run across the ropes, jumps, turns around springboard fucking moonsault to the floor onto a bunch of people. This match against Gringo Loco, he runs across the ropes again, does a double jump, flips in the air, catches Gringo Loco, and does a huracarana to the floor. It's
1: one of those absolute insane spots I've ever seen.
0: By the way, the setup for it, didn't take forever. It wasn't like a Lucha setup where you saw it coming a mile away. No, they did it pretty quickly. Yeah. So for those people out there like, oh, it doesn't make any sense. No, it made perfect fucking sense. And it was cool as shit to watch. And If you don't like it, that's fine. But don't insult shit because it was fucking cool as shit. And if you're going to insult it, shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how you're not entertained by it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who else is doing it like he is doing it right now? Commander, ever since he's debuted in GCW, has been killing it. But if I had to give an award for Match of the Night on this card... Speedball Mike Bailey versus Jack Cartwheel.
1: Listen, I, I, I'm going to say Blake Christian's got a very, very good competition in Wrestler of the Year right now with Speedball Mike Bailey.
0: Dude, it was good. It was and Jack, dude, Jack Cartwheel. Yeah, kudos to him. He's been making trips to Japan and Mexico recently, and he's dude, on the
1: verge for that big breakout.
0: Dude, he had a great one with Speedball. So this is mm-hmm. a tremendous match to check out. Once again, great weekend action from our friends over at Game Changer wrestling Ken M, we are going to take our first break of the show and when we do we're going to hear some music from our good friends shot at the robots and we're even going to hear the theme song for the odph all right uh with that being said tell the good fine folks how to find our good friend shot at the
1: robots simple if you want to find out shot at the robots you got to go to 3fnpodcast.com or odphpodcast.com and go to the music section where we have links for them and all the great other musicians you hear on both programming under the 607 podcast banner but Shout has got some great things in the works. I'm not allowed to talk about them right now, but you want to go get on board now and do not miss it when they drop some new music. They're putting in a lot of work, and I don't want to spoil anything right now, but you're going to hear two weeks notice is the theme song to the entertainment edition of the ODPH podcast.
0: Yes, and you're going to hear that right now. Also, you're going to see the information for the Yocho Dura Parley Hour podcast. When we come back from the break, though, we're going to hit that mid-card. We're going to talk about our indie spotlight, which is on AIW for their biggest show of the year, Absolution, and there's a Big reason we're going to keep our eye on that show. We'll tell you about it when we come back. And we're also going to check in on the G1 Climax 32 from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Boy, get that baseline, baby. Get that baseline, Kem.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, baby. It's now time for the 607 TWS mid card for this week's edition. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do some pro wrestling talk. Well, we're going to talk about some independent pro wrestling. And I was reminded that we had two shows to talk about one you can watch for absolutely free. Mm. Mm. But we're going to talk about that one second because first up, brought to you by our good friends over at independentwrestling.tv. For all, uh, if you want to find some wrestling to watch and that you might enjoy from all different kind of categories, it's the perfect place. It's the one-stop shop, independentwrestling.tv. They have they have apps on Roku and Apple TV and Firestick. You can find it anywhere. The best part, it's $9.99 a month, and you get a ton of great wrestling action coming to you each and every month. If you use the code word ABSOLUTE at checkout, you will get a free five-day subscription. So, check it out for five days. Stick around, because trust me, I have been a very happy, paid customer for a long time. Speaking of what's coming to Independent Wrestling TV this upcoming Saturday, I do believe with a special start time of 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because that's when AIW likes to start, We have the biggest show of the year making its return. We have not had an absolution since 2019. They did do shows, but they didn't want to put on the big ones without crowds. So we have not had an absolution since 2019. Absolution returns. It's their biggest show of the year for absolute Mm. intense wrestling. And guess what? It's the 15th anniversary of it. Now, mind you, if you do the math, that means 17 years of uh, AIW. Absolutely incredible feat. Absolution. And it's going down from the Tad Tadmore Shrine in Akron, Ohio. Are you ready to talk about this? Hell yeah, let's do it. So far, here's the card that we have, and then we're going to talk about the wild card. First up, we have a four-way tag team match. The Jollyville Fuck It's Nasty, Russ, and Team Money take on to Infinity and Beyond Cheech and Callan Delaney take on the Bitcoin Boys, Eric Taylor and Mikey Montgomery take on members only, Calvin G. Lewis and Malcolm Cambridge lots of young up-and-comers and veterans all mixed in there it's like lions and tigers and bears, oh my hmm. then we have the AIW World Tag Team Championships on the line, your champions, the Philly Marino Experience PME for short Marino Taganelli, and Philly Collins will defend those titles against the bulking season, Arthur MacArthur and Chuck Stone. That's been boiling for a while. It's going to be a good one. And the grudge match that may steal the weekend. If you're not familiar with Isaiah Bronner, mm. you should be checking him out. He's going one-on-one with P.B. Smooth, the big seven-footer. He's not happy anymore. He's, 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 he's no longer happy-go-lucky, pretty boy smooth.
1: That's going to be an intense match. No pun intended.
0: We are going finally, to fi- finally finish this rivalry in a best-of-two-out-of-three match as Katie Arquette will take on Jocelyn Navarro. Okay. In a singles match, the man who has wrestled at every single absolution, the Duke. I believe he has the best record at absolution as well. Not undefeated, just the best record. He's going to go one-on-one with our good friend, the Maserati West Barkley. Ooh, okay. We've got a dog collar match. Hey, now. As Dominic Garini gets his hands on Casey Carrington for the final time.
1: That's going to be a dope match.
0: And in the main event of the evening, your reigning AIW Absolute absolute and AIW intense champion, both titles held by one man, is always ready, Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona cannot wrestle, so he is giving up those belts. But we can't have those belts be vacant, so both belts will be on the line as formerly known as the director Derek Dillinger with Ziggy Heim in his corner will take on one of our favorites of all time big Joshua mm-hmm. Bishop the former champion one of them is going to walk out as your new AIW absolute and AIW intense champion I thought it was the perfect time to break the belts up but whatever yeah you know what they're
1: gonna do as they do and you know what I, I say is Joshua Bishop all day
0: Oh, I agree.
1: I, I think it's his to lose. Like, this is what? set up for him. But, you know, Derek I mean?
0: Dillinger, man, yeah. has had a hell of a year. You could argue that he is the franchise of AIW this year. You could. He's been on a roll, too. But, man, it's, it's hard to go against Josh Bishop. By the way, talking about storylines, they've been. this has been something that's been under the surface brewing for about two years now. Yes. Very good long-term storytelling for Derek Dillinger, Joshua Bishop. Not because of the way it's happening. I mean, they were always going to come to a head for a title eventually. It's just now happening this way because the belts. But this has been something that was just under the surface. There was always this rivalry just under the surface between the two of them. Because as they both they both ascended to the top at the same time, Joshua Bishop got there a little quicker because he won the belts, and Derek Dillinger did it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Very good storyline. But there's a wild card. Before we move on, there is a wild card. Right. AIW, absolutely intense wrestling, has a strong lineage. One of the people who has a strong lineage to them is somebody who was trained by the late, great JT Lightning and then would go on to train most of the wrestlers you see in AIW today. That was before he went and left to go to NXT. And we know that man as Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Well, Johnny Gargano's coming home because for absolution, he will be there signing at the Tadmore Shrine in Akron, Ohio. I think... This is the return to the ring of Johnny Gargano. It's not guaranteed. AIW is not booking this. This is solely an opinion. This is this man's home promotion. He used to train at the school. There's so many kids that he could go up against or even veterans he could go against that he's been interacted with for years. I feel like somebody's going to take a short way out or make a stupid open challenge. And Johnny Gargano is going to hit the ring for the first time since he left NXT for AIW. That is my guess. That could very well happen. Once again, it has not been promised by AIW, has not been promised by their promoter, John Thorne, and has not been promised by Johnny Gargano. So if it doesn't happen, don't go, hey, Rich, you told me it was going to happen. No, I just think sometimes when uh, it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a fucking duck. I think this all lines up a little too well for him not to make a return. What are your thoughts on this?
1: I think this is as close to a leap as you can get. I think that it's very probable. I'll say, if you want me to put a percentage on it, I'll say 70%. I think that if Johnny is going to do it, this would be a perfect way for him to come back. It's flying under the radar. Only shows that follow AIW are going to really pick up on this because everybody's expecting him to go to AEW. I mean, that's always been the hot talk since he's left NXT. But this would be a perfect way to do it, slide it under the radar, build some momentum, because I fully think we're going to
0: see him back in a big way at GCW. I was going to say, here's my other logic for this. August thirteenth is Game Changer Wrestling's first night of Homecoming.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It could be on the second night, but let's be honest, it's going to be on the first night. Right. I am totally expecting Blake Christian, your GC, who will be the new GCW World Champion, defending that title against Johnny Gargano on that night. Yeah. Uh, this is a match that Johnny Gargano has been very public that he wants. He said very publicly that he wants to wrestle Blake Christian in Game Changer Wrestling. He did not say, oh, I just want to wrestle Blake Christian. No, no, no. He said, I want to wrestle Blake Christian in Game Changer Wrestling. I think homecoming is the best place for that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I also originally was like, oh, maybe when they go back to Ohio. But I don't know if Johnny would, would turn his back on his company for that. And I mean, I understand Thorne has no problems with Lauderdale. They get along, as both of them have mentioned. Mm-hmm. But I don't, that, I don't think that Gargano, with his loyalties, would show up to an event against technically looking like he was going against AIW so I think homecoming in Atlantic City New Jersey would probably be the best bet so why wouldn't he come back to his home to do the home promotion comeback yeah to then go on a few weeks later to wrestle in Atlantic City against Blake Christian once again this is all speculation opinion but I mean there is some logic to it once again if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck yeah it's probably a duck
1: no I'm with you on this like I said or it's diesel (laughs) reasons 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 indeed, but I'm going to say seventy percent. But I could definitely see that happening.
0: Yeah, so that's the thing to keep your eye on. So if you're looking for something to watch on Saturday, maybe you're not going to be watching Ring of Honor. We'll talk about that later in the main event. that's a good that's a good place to start. I know I'm probably going to be checking out a little little bit everything, a little bit everything. But I'm just saying, IWTV might have your hookup, and if you're looking for the return of Johnny Gargano, we might be there. Now. I know. That this is where I, the free thing. You want to see something and it's absolutely free? Glory Pro Live on YouTube. They're back this Sunday. Uh, what time? Because I think you have the time. It is 5 p.m. Central Time. 5 p.m. So 4 p.m. Eastern, correct? It's an yes. Hour, they're an hour behind us. So 4 p.m. Or, I'm sorry. No, 3 p.m. Central. So 4 p.m. Eastern. Yes. So 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Glory Pro Live. Figure out the math if you're somewhere else, but we're on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Is going to be live on their YouTube channel, Glory Pro Arrive. And it's coming to to you from St. Louis, Missouri at the South Broadway Athletic Club. And uh, the event is called The Heat Is On.
1: Or St. Louis Vice.
0: Oh, is that uh, what they have listed there? Yes. What do they have listed? Because I hopefully have the same show here.
1: Well, the main event, it should be all ego. Ethan Page taking on Warhorse.
0: No, I don't have that listed here.
1: Okay. So on this card, you do have... Like I said, all you, all you go, Ethan Page is going to be taking on Warhorse. You have Mike Bennett is making an appearance. You have Tootie Lynn taking on Mike Outlaw. Now, that has been a storyline that's been building up since the pageant show when Mike Outlaw turned on Team Ambition. So this is something they've been building very steadily for. I'm super excited for that match. I think it's going to be a big one to definitely keep your eye on for. And there is a lot more that's going to get announced. And listen, I, I'm, I preach this a lot. Me being somebody on the East Coast, I try checking out Glory Pro when I can check it out. They do some phenomenal work. They've always been very supportive of us here at 607TWS, so you definitely want to go check it out. And I'm super excited, too, from a broadcasting standpoint, because Reed Duffy is coming back. He did the pageant show, which I can't stress enough. If you haven't seen that on Glory Pro Wrestling, you want to go check it out. He did a one-man show, and he absolutely crushed it. So I'll definitely put him over. He follows the show. Shout-out to you, Reed. I'm expecting big things going on with this card. And if you want more information about that on Twitter, it is at We Are Glory pro. They got all their links right in their link tree, which I always recommend to every single independent pro wrestler. Get that for all your stuff. Don't just put one link for your YouTube or your T public store. Put everything under one house. But Glory Pro Wrestling does such phenomenal work. And like I said, St. Louis Vice is gonna be the show to do, and you definitely don't want to miss it. Three PM Central Time and adjust it wherever you are in the world.
0: And I would like to add Cage Match, get your shit together. You're giving me wrong cards on here. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, man. No, it's not your yeah, fault. No, no. It's,
0: it's just that they did not have the right card listed. So that's okay. You still got the right card to you. And still, no matter what, tune in Sunday. Glory Pro Live on YouTube. Subscribe to it now. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it is time to talk about something I do know that I have the facts on because. <laughs> time to talk some new japan pro wrestling and it is the g1 climax 32 season we have had the first two nights coming at you so we are going to cover just the tournament stuff we're not going to cover the other matches outside of the Mm -hmm. tournament we're going to cover just the tournament matches and what the standings are after the first two nights which is going to be pretty wide open then we are going to give you an update of all of the tournament matches for the next three shows that come before our next show yes there's three shows between now and then so we'll give you the who's going to fight who uh, and where it's going to be at so there you go Get a little preview for this upcoming week. And next week, we will fill you in on who won and also the new standings. And we're going to do that for the duration of the G1 Climax. All right. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's talk some New Japan.
1: I'm super excited about this. G1 so good. I,
0: I see that. So the first uh, event went down on July 16th and Sapporo, uh, just the uh, match. Now, by the way, I want to make a note. They're doing something cool this year. In the past, they have done like one night would be all block A, one night would be all block B. Now that there's four blocks, they're not doing that. They're doing one match from each block every night. So there's an A-block match, a B-block match, a C-block match, and a D-block match on every event. Mm -hmm. So we will announce which block it is with the match. Are you ready? Let's do this. Our first was a C-block singles match. Uh, Aaron Hunrai of the uh, uh, the United Empire defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi via pinfall 11 minutes 11 seconds. Also, uh, representing the United Empire in the D-Block, your reigning undisputed IWGP United States champion, the Billy Goat. Mm-hmm. Will Osprey defeated Bullet Club's El Phantasmo via pinfall, 15 minutes and six seconds. Great match, too. Oh, very was. Next up, B-Block match, your reigning undisputed IWGP heavyweight champion of the world, the leader of the Bullet Club, the Switchblade Jay White defeated Los Ingrinables de Japón Senada via pinfall, 18 minutes and 7 seconds. Another great match. Mm-hmm. And the main event of that evening for A Block, the former champion, the rainmaker Kazushke Okada gets his first win as he defeated United Empire's Jeff Cobb via pinfall in 21 minutes 30 seconds. That was the four matches from night one in July 16th. Let's skip down to night two, which was done on July 17th, also from Sapporo. In a B-block match, Tai Chi defeated Tomohiro Ishii by pinfall, 15 minutes and 21 seconds. Mm -hmm. In an A-block match, the man who always steals one, (laughs) Toriyanu, stole one here as he defeated TMDK's Jonah by countout, 9 minutes and 1 second.
1: He does it. He stole it. He always finds a way
0: c-block matchup we had suzuki goons ace if you will zach saber jr defeated bullet clubs kenta via submission 21 minutes and 33 seconds She's surprised at this one and in a d-block match to end tonight in the main event bullet club zone rock hard juice robinson defeated uh, L.I.J.'s and former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Shingo Tagagi via pinfall 21 minutes and 33 seconds. Hmm. Uh, So now, giving you the things and it's going to be real easy for the results here. In block A, tied for first place. Both members of Chaos, by the way. Kazuchika Okada and Toriyanu both with two points. Uh, Then, because of losses or not wrestling yet, the rest of uh, the A shapes out to be Jonah... Uh, Cobb, Lance Archer, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, and Bad Luck Fale.
2: Hmm.
0: Block B, once again, tied for first place as it's going to be, both with two points. Uh, One member of the Bullet Club and your reigning IWGP World's Heavyweight Champion, Switchblade Jay White, representing suzuki Goon, Tai Chi. And then, uh, either because of losses or not wrestled yet, in uh, no particular order, uh, with zero points, we have Ishii, Sanada, uh, Tamatanga, Great Okan, and Chase Owens. C-Block. Results so far, once again, same thing, I shouldn't have to repeat it. Uh, United Empires, uh, Aaron Henrai, and Zack Sabre Jr. from Suzuki-Goon, both with two points. And filling out C-Block is Kenta, Tanahashi, Goto, Evil, and Naito. And last but certainly not least, D Block, and their top two is uh, the IWGP United States Champion, the Billy Goat, Will Osprey, and Rock hard Juice Robinson. Both have two points, and everybody else filling it out Tagagi, Fantasmo, Yoshihashi, uh, Yujiro Takahashi, and David Finley. So now, Kedem, let's talk about nights three, four, and five, which will all take place before we record next week. Here's your preview. Just the G1 matches. Okay. So going down on night three on July 20th from the Zobo Arena Sendai in Sendai Miyagi, Japan. uh, We have an A-block singles match between uh, representing Suzuki Goon slash AEW, Lance Archer, taking on Bullet Club's underboss Bad Luck Valet. Mm. That's going to be a battle of two big bulls. Mm -hmm. This one is going to pique your interest. B-block match. Mind you, night three. The good bad guy, Tama Tonga, formerly of Bullet Club, goes against the Bullet Club's crown jewel, Chase Owens. Ooh, that's going to be a good match. Tonga's wanting to take out the Bullet Club. Uh-huh. He's going to get that opportunity. By the way, I wanted to point out, Tama Tonga is in the same block as Switchblade Jay
1: White. I'll just wait for that one.
0: In a C-block meeting, we have Chaos's Hiroki Goto taking on, who's won this tournament twice, by the way, taking on a former two-time winner of this tournament as well, Leader of Los Singer Napoli State, Hapone, Tetsuya Naito. Mm. And then in a D-block match to round it out on that night, we have uh, David Finley going against Bullet Club's Yujiro Takahashi. Night four, uh, coming to you from the Ada City General Gymnasium in Ada, Tokyo, Japan. It's the fourth night and it's July 23rd. We have, excuse me, in an A-block match, the Rainmaker, Kazusuke Okada, going up on Chaos' teammate, Toriyanu. So the two guys who are currently tied for first, because obviously they wrestled, mm-hmm. uh, are wrestling each other in that. Interesting. B block match, where we have Chaos's Stone Pitbull, Tomohiro Ishii, goes one on one with the IWGP Worlds Heavyweight Champion and the leader of the Bullet Club, Switchblade, Jay White. Mm-hmm. C block match, we have the uh, crown jewel of the uh, Suzuki Goon, Zach Sabre Jr taking on United Empire's Aaron Henry, And last, but, but by the way, those guys are 1-0 as well. 1, they have two points already. And last but not least in a D-block match, we have Chaos's Yoshihashi going one-on-one with LIJ's Dragon Shingo Tagagi. And last but certainly not least, because this will be the last one before we record next week, uh, going down pretty much on the same day, January, or July 24th, I said January, also from Outta City General Gymnasium in Outta, Tokyo, Japan. Uh, we have uh, Jeff Cobb of the United Empire taking on Bullet Club's Bad Luck Fale. Another Battle of the Bulls. Yeah, it's going to be a big boy I match. I think A Block is all the Bulls. Yeah. In uh, B Block, we have LIJ's Sonata taking on Suzuki Goons Tai Chi. They've had a war lately. Mm-hmm. In the C-Block match, we have the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, taking on LIJ's Tetsuo Naito. Naito's got a couple matches in a couple days. That's two matches in as many days.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And then last but certainly not least, in the D-Block, you have a battle of Bullet Club as Al Phantasmo is taking on Yujiro Takahashi. That's going to be a fun match, but that's so weird to see. We will give you the results of all of those, including the upgraded standings, next week on this program. Good times. How are you feeling about the G1 Climax?
1: Bro? Loving it so far. Uh, Surprised that Kent to lose in first round. I thought he was going to have that one. but eh,
0: You know, sometimes you just got to lose. Yeah, it sometimes happens. Sometimes you just got to lose.
1: And the Jay White promo after his match is epic if you can find it on Twitter. I'm just going to put that out there.
0: I was going to say, Jay White's promos are usually always epic.
1: Oh, yes, but this one, he just went above and beyond. So
0: Above and beyond.
1: Yes, a lot of wind to be seen here. A lot of win.
0: So what do we got coming up now? Well, we're going to be taking our final break of mm-hmm. the show. And uh, when we come back in the main event, we are going to talk about uh, Ring of Honor's next pay-per-view going down this Saturday, Death Before Dishonor. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk about AEW's Fighter Fest. And also there's a little bit of controversy in All Elite Wrestling as well. We're going to be touching upon. But before we get there, we got to take the break. And during the break, we're going to hear our good friend Tom Jolu. Yes. What do you got to tell the people about Tom Jolu? Tom Jolu is a fantastic person. You should go support everything
1: he does. He has been out playing shows throughout the 607. But if you're not familiar, he just released something on YouTube. So if you're not following him on YouTube, you definitely need to go check it out. A little live footage that I was privy to be sent because he was doing a live screening here locally. And it is now up on his YouTube channel. So you want to find out about that? 3FNPodcast.com, ODPHPodcast.com under the music section and go support the hell out of time he's fantastic
0: and if you're a member of patreon.com slash 3fn podcast for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content and help us do everything we do here you will know this song as the theme song for 3fn after dark this song is called when life gives you lemons have a party mm-hmm. we're gonna play this music for you when we come back it'll be time for the main event of 607 tws
1: fans, Are you
3: ready?
0: Uh, let's get ready
4: to rumble!
0: It is time to rumble! It is time for the main event of this week: 607 TWS live on Twitch.tv/607Podcasts. Are you ready to talk some all-elite wrestling? Actually, you know what? I'm going to say this better. Because it's all-elite wrestling and Ring of Honor. Shouldn't we just say TK Land? TK Productions. TK World? Yeah, TKW. It's just a TK World, and we're all just living in it. Maybe, maybe. Could you imagine if he really... Ah, never mind. No, 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 no don't, don't, <laughs> don't. Don't give don't him sorry. any ideas. Next thing you know, you know, Rich, you came up with a really, really good idea last week. To just admit to that to it's TK's World. You know, I looked up at the blimp and it said the world was mine. If you get that if you get that reference, you'll understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. I had to cover the mic. I was laughing too much. Of course you're covering the mic because you're laughing too much. You know why? Because you're hoping we don't get that DMCA. We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) Let's talk about Fighter Fest first. Okay, let's 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 be fair. Let's talk about Fighter Fest first. So we got all elite wrestling fighter fest we had week one last week i went on too much of a rant last week so we didn't really talk about it but i didn't really want to preview last week's because i didn't really think it was the heavier of the cards and it kind of proved that be that way, although the main event was excellent. We'll talk about it in a second. But here's a little quick rundown if you missed all the Wrestling Dynamite last week on TBS in the first week of Fighter Fest, this is what you missed. Uh, you missed uh, in the opening contest award uh, uh, for the AEW TNT Championship, Wardlow defending against Orange Cassidy. Uh, 11 minutes 35 seconds at the end of the day, and still your AEW TNT Champion, Wardlow. Uh, the AEW Interim World Championship Eliminator. Match was next. By the way, the Eliminator match is a fun way of saying if you beat the champion, you get a title shot. Yeah. So basically, if Konsuke Takashida could have defeated John Moxley, he would have gotten a title shot. He does not. John Moxley wins the match 13 minutes and 10 seconds, which led to an interesting stuff because there was a little gaff on commentary. The gaff on commentary that got a lot of spark around the internet. Uh, I know we pointed out, and you and a few of our friends pointed out, was they said that basically CM Punk would have to be John Moxley twice. That is not the case. Tony Khan has fixed it because our Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. and said no. When CM Punk comes back, there is an automatic world title match, right? Because we're it's just like UFC. The interim champion and the the, the real champion will go one on one to unify the belts. Mm-hmm. So we only have one title again. So there's no more interim. Thank God. So I like the fact that Tony Khan did jump in. One of the times that Tony Khan should have jumped in when the internet kind of got a little wild. Mm -hmm. I also like the fact that he said, listen, just think of it like UFC. Yeah. (laughs) So kudos on him to at least know how the UFC operates and that a lot of fans are familiar with that. So thank you, Tony Khan. I'm going to be honest. I know I joke about you being the Lord and Savior, but I, I, I digress. Next up, we had uh, Kane, I mean, Lucha Kane, I mean, Luchasaurus Mm -hmm. with Christian Cage in his corner as he defeated Griff Garrison in a one-minute and 30 seconds and then just delivered a brutal beatdown after the match to Brian Pillman. Once again, third week in a row that Christian Cage has desecrated a dead person. Yeah. And I just want to say for all the gatekeepers out there, and I'm not going to rag on it too much. But let's be honest, if this same thing happened in WWE, I don't think people would be saying how great of a heel promo it was. Mm -hmm. Something tells me that. If The Miz came out and started talking about dead people, I don't think they'd have the same reaction. As a matter of fact, we do have an instance of that, because remember when Randy Orton said to Eddie Guerrero that you keep pointing up and saying that Eddie's looking at you from above, but you're pointing in the wrong direction. I, remember that went down during him and...
1: Him and Rey Mysterio. I think Ray Myster-
0: yeah, Rey Mysterio. I forgot. Yeah, it yeah, said, yeah, yeah. But it was well, about Eddie Guerrero. That's yep. what I meant to say. Sorry. Thank you for correcting me. But th- remember when that happened and the internet had a fucking shit fit? Oh, I was even taking it back to when, remember during the whole alliance angle and Stephanie
1: McMahon told Freddie Blassie he was going to die?
0: Oh, yeah. I remember that
1: as and well. And everybody lost their minds about it.
0: So I'm just saying, yeah. guys, let's be fair. Did I think it was a good promo? Absolutely. Do I like the fact that he's necessarily desecrating the dead? I'm not. I don't know if I'm a fan, and I'm going to be honest. And I love heel heat, but like it was one thing when it. Well, not just the dead, because the one wasn't. It was Jeff Hardy, but mm-hmm. taking a real life seriousness and saying, "Hey, you're, you're, you're I'm believing to think that your brother's a sober one." It's a little low blow. It's
1: a low blow, and it's a questionable call because, like you touched upon. When Jeff Hardy was in WWE and they were doing that angle where he uh, crashed the car, I believe it was, against Sheamus or Elias.
0: It was Elias. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And
1: then, you know, obviously it brought up about they Jeff person. called Pers- about him
0: being drunk and stuff and everybody was like, I can't believe they're making him do that as
1: demons. Right. So why is it bad there? But Christian is bringing this
0: up every week and it's cool. Well, we've talked about a non-wrestling personality in uh, Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. We've now talked about the sobriety of Jeff Hardy and now Brian Pillman. Yeah. I, I'm, once again, I'm not offended, but I can understand why some people are. But I also can understand why some people are pissed off because there's a double standard. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the double standard crowd. Once again, it doesn't bother me as much, but I, I hate the double standard. So if you're bitching about one, you got to bitch about both. Mm-hmm. Or guess what? Don't bitch about either. Right. Good news. But that's never going to happen. But I'm just saying, if you're looking in the mirror and going, oh. Yeah. Be fair. hmm It drives me nuts. But anyways, and of course, Lucha Kane. Yeah. This is basically Lucha Source being Kane. Yeah, facts. Uh, next up, we had uh, Claudio Castagnoli, double C, defeat Jack Hager, 11 minutes and 35 seconds. And then for about 10 minutes and 15 seconds of that match, we had to hear We the People.
1: You knew it was coming. Pat actually called it on ODPH. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, everybody knew it was coming. Yeah, Unfortunately,
0: yeah. we didn't know it was coming for like ten minutes.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was he—he he called. It was gonna be dominating about that.
0: Serene and defeated Anna J via submission in seven minutes. They set up some uh, stuff between her and Mercedes Martinez at the end of this. So fine setup. A little long of a match. Last but not least, the main event of the evening for a three-way tag team title match for the aw world tag team championships your champions the young bucks nick and matt jackson defending against team taz powerhouse hobbs and ricky starks and swerve in our glory keith lee and swerve strickland this is a very good match Mm -hmm. uh we got to see a lot of the same old shit but it was still a good match don't get me wrong i enjoyed a lot of the spots and man it came down to the end of this match and i messaged you and i said man if the young bucks retain all this has happened for the young bucks to retain i'm gonna be pissed this match is losing points Mm -hmm. because they've done too much for them just to retain. Guess what? They didn't because uh, at the end of the day, and your new AEW World Tag Team Champions swerve in our glory Keith Lee and swerve Strickland. I just hope that this is not a transition run to get the belts to FTR. Which means that once again, the young bucks don't want to do the job to FTR.
1: That's what I feel. I hate saying this because I love Strickland and I love Keith Lee. Them as a team... I'm not a fan of, obviously, when you throw people together and just kind of hope it works, but they do make it work. They have great in-ring chemistry together. But that was the first thing that ran in my mind because we've only had... Now, please correct me if I'm wrong. The Bucks and FTR have only faced each other once.
0: Yeah, no, twice. Oh, twice? Twice now because the Bucks uh, won in the title fight and then they fought each other uh, right after they, the FTR won the ROH tag titles. Okay. And the, the Bucks lost, so they're one and one. So there's a rubber match due.
1: Okay. I am just sitting here, and that's the first thing I thought. I was like, well, they don't want to do the job to the Bucks or the FTR at, at All Out. That was the first thing I thought, and I, I hope I'm wrong. I really oh, I did. hope
0: I'm wrong, too, but I had the same feeling. Yeah, that was, we
1: didn't even talk about this
0: before, so yeah. I had the same feeling. Uh, no matter how it goes, congratulations to Swerve Strickland oh, and Keith Lee because they both deserve this shit, so that's awesome. Take nothing away from them. Uh, by the way, that's going to give us the, uh, this, uh, this award for the week. It's been a while since we've done this one. But you
3: know what I know! You're only half the man that I am.
0: Wait for it.
3: And I have half the brain
4: that you do.
0: There it is. And that was because Wrestling Observer and uh, our good friends over at Fightful Select and then all the satellites from there that we always forewarn you about, they started reporting about there was no three count and so there was going to be a re- overturn of the match to the point where Tony Khan had to address Twitter and say, no, the match was booked that way. Swerve in your glory is the Tag Champs. It's not an accident. There was no fucking miscount. Whatever they're running with is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Got caught with their hand in the cookie jar again. I'm glad that TK called him out. It's sad that he has to go on the internet to correct dirt sheets, but I'm glad he did call him out. Let's talk about. Uh, shall we talk about Rampage? You want to throw Rampage in there? Well, just do it real quick. I mean, you know what? Let me let me just
1: rephrase it. It's no longer AEW Rampage. It's ROH Rampage. Pretty much. And I'm I'm perfectly fine with this too.
0: Let's do a quick rundown. The House of Black, uh, Malachi Black and Brody King with Julia Hart in the corner to the Dark Order team of uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Due to people being released or let go or the contracts expiring, it shouldn't be long before Dark Order has gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, your uh, ROH World Champion Jonathan Gresham uh, defeated Lee Moriarty. Uh, Ten minutes Great and eight seconds in a great match. Uh, Chris Statlander and Athena defeated uh, Charlotte Renegade and Robin Renegade in a tag team match that only lasted 26 seconds. Squash. Yeah. And last but not least in the main event of the evening, the Lucha Brothers, Penta Oscura and Ray Phoenix uh, defeated Private Party, Isaiah Kennedy and Mark Quinn with Andrade Al Idolo and Jose in their corner. 11 minutes, 17 seconds. That brings us up to this week. This week. This week. And we have some matches announced and uh I'm going to name the matches I have, and if they added anything from the press release, I'll let you go in.
1: Okay. Shall we? Yeah, I got my press release lined up from AEW, so we'll oh, you got verify. got the whole lineup?
0: Let's go ahead. Let's just go with the whole lineup. So the whole lineup I
1: have listed. And yeah. list
0: the barbed wire match last.
1: Yes, of course. Uh, kicking off would be Brody King and Darby Allin in a match?
0: I have that listed here, but yes. Continue. Actually, I'm just like, just go ahead. Yes.
1: <laughs> so that is the one that will be kicking off the show, I would imagine and then follow- they've been
0: setting that up even outside they did it at an autograph setting I'm, I'm fine with that by the way
1: yeah they've been doing a nice subtle thing with it I know Darby jumped off the stage uh, pulling a sting on Rampage so they've definitely build, been building up that feud very well for it we also have the best friends uh, so Trent and Chuck Taylor be taking on John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta.
0: I've heard this is the battle the custody of Wheeler Yuta match
1: yeah yeah, Allegedly. It's, yeah, it's kind of a weird setup for it. But, you know, like, I, I think this is just going to buy some time, obviously, going, build some hype in for Ring of Honor's pay-per-view this week. Well, weekend. you know, there
0: is a storyline built in there where Wheeler leaving the best friends and so on. So there's a storyline. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Varsity
1: Blondes will be taking on Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Oh. So that tag match has just been announced for that. And the last one that I have listed as of right now when we record is the Barbed Wire Mayhem match that Rich has alluded to. Eddie Kingston will be taking on the Painmaker because Rich had, or Chris had to cut a promo last week on Dynamite, which, in my opinion, not his best work, to explain that the Painmaker was coming back out for this match. This barbed wire everywhere death match, and the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society, will be suspended in a shark cage. Reasons.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, they're getting it all in there. So, by the way, there's a lot of people... uh, on the internet land, some of which are Kool-Aid drinkers, some of which, of course, are the Cult of Cornet people who always are bitching about death matches. And here we go, AEW doing another death match.
1: Well, you know what it throws me off about this is we remember when Nick Gage came out and faced Chris Jericho when they were doing the MJF labors and all that jazz. And a lot of the feedback from the AEW faithful was very negative towards it because they don't like death matches. So to see them take it up a notch and do the barbed wire match... I am very curious at how the reaction is going to be. Now, is this going to be like a full death match like we see in GCW and other federations like that? I don't think so, but this is very odd to see on network TV. And I am very, very interested to see the reactions.
0: Agreed, 100%. Well, with that being said, it'll be interesting and we'll both be tuning in on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. And of course, uh, I know Ken M does a great job of tweeting out live stuff. So uh, that's uh, at ODPH Podcast on Twitter. Yes. Uh, I might throw some stuff in. So at 3FN Podcast. You never know. Sometimes I try to thin out the wrestling shit just because. wrestling twitter bothers me Mm -hmm. speaking of wrestling twitter though there is a controversy that has been around aew for a long time and is now kind of coming to a head and there's a lot of moving pieces we're going to kind of cover it and then of course we're going to end the show by going over ring of honors pay-per-view that's coming up okay yes let's talk about this though so let's talk about where this has been for a while so it has been known and joked about on this program and elsewhere that if you say anything negative about all elite wrestling the Tony Khan and all elite wrestling will take your shit down if they can, uh, to be honest with you, it is one of the reasons that we don't use some of the graphics on the screen anymore. Uh, even though they are sent via a, a, uh, uh AEW. an AEW uh, profile, I was going to say the name of the company, but I decided not to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they've been sent to us by AEW because press. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we still don't use them because I'm like, you know, there's other people who have used press-related things, and their just been copyright-stricken, too. And it's not that we hate AEW, but we don't always, you know, there's nothing that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So we, we do criticize some of the shit they do. Yeah. And they don't like any criticism at all, whether it's small amounts of criticism or major amounts of criticism. We have seen them strike down videos uh, for just people saying that the match was bad. Some people said a match was bad yeah. and got it struck and down. down. And this has happened for a long time now. They've had Botchamania taken down about 15 times Mm -hmm. to the point that they've had to reformat their whole shit yet again just to not get taken down. But uh, giving Matthew credit, he ain't giving up the good fight. (laughs) Uh, So they've set their sights on a lot of places. And uh, most recently, our friends over at AEW Botches. Now, mind you, the friends over at AEW Botches also run other accounts called WWE Botches Mm -hmm. at ROH Botches. At NJPW botches, at indie botches, they have a botches for everything. Right. I think they even have their own GCW botches one now because GCW has become big enough. So they—it's not like they pick on one company; mm-hmm. they're picking on them all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they do a very good job. I like it. Sometimes they get a little serious. Sometimes it's just for the fun of the game. Well, last week, two weeks ago, sorry, we found out. It was because it was shortly after a Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. They almost got copy stricken out of fucking existence. Yeah, on Twitter, they filed DMCA's against them. They uh, the Twitter was turned; they were turned into Twitter. They lost for 15 days. I do believe they couldn't; they, their account was suspended. It was fucking wild shit over just tweets, and people were like, "How's that happening?" Well, the snowball effect started to happen because once again in that wake there was more dmcas that went down on youtube there was some dmc days that went out on twitch and there was way more on social media where they were trying to take things down but it was weird shit there was some weird stuff happening so uh buck starsky at buck starsky 22 is a smaller a smaller account but he has done some things and i'm gonna read his exact tweets to he said some light and uh there's some evidence in this light and we're gonna talk go go further <clears throat> one out of four so there's four tweets this is the toughest post i've made but sometimes silent weapons for quiet wars take their toll i'm including some heavyweight accounts here for a signal boost because i can't be heard on my own so then he tagged a whole bunch of some savory characters that i'm not going to name mm. however they have large following so it's probably the smartest thing you could have done yeah ready yep two out of four As some people know, I went from a career in in the ring to working in the office on information security with a focus on digital media rights. I know Jeff Jones. We've talked a lot about copyright claims, and I sent this to him when at AEW Botches was hit on its last account. And uh, it's basically a thing that says, Jeff, having already been contracted for this once before, I'm not offering any service to AEW LLC. Furthermore, this is a serious inquiry that may have legal ramifications. People on Twitter now are proclaiming that their content is being removed in spite of fair use, including a wrestler posting their own content free of copyright material. The accusation states that Aubrey Edwards, real name Brittany Albert, is orchestrating these DMCA takedowns under the name of Donald Stevens. As well, as we all know, representing a copyright holder is perfectly legal and acceptable. Hold on, it goes to a second thing. Uh, As long as it's clearly stated that the party is an authorized DMCA agent. During my time contracting out for specs for AEW to use the content ID software, I never interacted with either Brittany or Donald. I recall having to work with Nate Glass of Takedown Piracy. As we should know by law, only one single agent may be authorized per service provider. We run into a legal problem when all the following accounts are associated with a copyright takedown. He then goes on to list uh, email addresses, Mm -hmm. uh, professional email addresses that I will not list. So many agents have been issuing these notices. Does AWLLC no longer operate with an internal DPO team or system? Question mark. Why is it still manually issued instead of using software like content ID? This could be a potentially large problem down the road. And that was sent on April 28th of 2022. He then goes on to say in his third post, Jeff never replied, so I looked around the web a little on copyright.gov. You can find active and terminated DMCA agents for any number of companies. At 9.15 on the 5th of July, 2022, AEW had no agents listed. After my email, Don Stevens was suddenly registered. So it shows uh, his uh, the timestamp, and it shows here. I'm showing him. You can find this mm-hmm. anywhere. Uh, there's no listed for copyrights. And then he shows the one with the timestamp right after, shortly thereafter, with Don Stevens listed as the All Elite Wrestling uh, copyright Hmm. suspender. He goes on in 404 to say, furthermore, after this email was sent, I received a threatening email for my own fear. The idea is staying redacted. Whenever you want to know what kind of office AEW runs, this is your reference. Talk badly, they might sue you. This is the reality of how AEW is. And this is the exact email i sent to him. It says, I am not an attorney and no part of this email should be considered legal advice. However, I am quite experienced in this field and do know a thing or two about this subject. If you continue to make false claims to our customers as to the validity and or legality of our notices, I can assure you the next correspondence you receive from us will be from our attorneys. By the way, I will say this, just knowing a tad bit of legalese, especially in this realm, because, you know, as a content provider, you should know as much as you can know. I know that you cannot sue somebody over fair use. Mm -hmm. I also know you cannot sue somebody for outing, Uh, a source, as long as the source is real. Mm -hmm. Now, if you slander or defame the company, you can't. There is a difference, because some people out there will be like, but Rich, you can't talk about certain people. You can't talk about private figures. You can talk about public figures. That's why it's not illegal to name what Aubrey Edwards' real name is, because she is a public figure. Mm -hmm. So, it's a matter of public record. Anybody can look that up. Type into Wikipedia. You can find out her date of birth Where she lives, where she was born, her spouse, her kids, anything else that has to do with her. Mm -hmm. It's fair game. And I'm not saying to attack people, because that's not what happened Right, right, right. I'm just saying, as long as you don't threaten them, they can't come at you as a public. That's why you only have to be careful of private figures. Now, business emails, the reason I didn't list them, is because that's a gray area. Yeah so very smartly although since he left them in i'm sure he knows that you can leave them in but i would prefer not to say the business emails all you need to know is that there was a lot of names at all elite wrestling mm-hmm. so with that being said it's an interesting uh, going on there's there's a lot of moving parts i think as a whistleblower uh, he deserves some credit uh very ballsy move because you are de- definitely putting yourself out there in a lot of uh ways more than most people would uh finally some people actually started running with it uh with this aubrey edwards accused of filing mass dmca takedown notices for AEW under fair uh fake name uh somebody wrote and this is from at goc underscore wrestling i can't wait for more stuff like this to come out i mean we all knew they were doing stuff like this but i never thought it would come to light this soon at least vince's controversies were unproven for a few decades get this horse out of the race i'm not sponsoring what that person said I'm just saying. That's that's the tweet. That's the tweet. Yeah. And uh, somebody else pointed out his situation isn't illegal, just morally wrong, which is technically true. Uh, once again, not defending him because he's a piece of shit, but also this move is really a bad look, and I don't understand that they just must have not understood that all press is good press. <sighs> it's puzzling,
1: like that. I mean, that's the easiest way to describe it. I mean.
0: Well, I know one of the things that got some people in trouble was they they uh, made a piece about how bad Aubrey Edwards is as a referee, and she's had it taken down like fifteen times, mm. and they keep putting it up, which is fucking hilarious. Because every time they keep putting it up, they're like it's fair use. Yeah, it's fair use to take it because YouTube will take it down to investigate. They'll investigate, find out it's fair use, and then they can put it back up. But they they keep taking it down because yeah, but there's really? no strikes issued. They've had better luck with other things. Uh, once again, there was reference. There was a couple indie workers who put clips that were on rampage of matches they were in that they struck down. Yeah, yeah. and that was nothing negative. It's no, weird. no,
1: it, it's a weird world to to look into. And I, like I say, the fact that you put the all that information out there, yikes! Like.
0: I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. We've been seeing this for a yeah. while. I mean, it's been an open joke amongst the internet and even on this show that if you say something they don't like, they're, they're, they'll mm-hmm. fucking hit you. Oh, yeah. And it happens every time. I mean, that's why we take precautions not to be a target. Correct. Trust me, they'd love to make it a target. They're paying attention. Uh, Ken, Ken and I have both seen the, 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 the uh, IP address out of Jacksonville, Florida a few times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But guess what? We're not doing anything illegal. No DMCA's. No. We're not stealing any of your stuff.
1: Correct. Everything's cited.
0: And on top of it, it's all opinion-based. Because mm-hmm. we're not breaking news. You're right. Meanwhile, they don't go after these guys like Meltzer or SRS who are lying, even about their product. I mean, we just did the whole thing where I played the Psycho Sid bit. Mm-hmm. Because these motherfuckers literally said that, oh, that three count didn't count. It's going to come out. It doesn't count. It's yeah. not what was supposed to happen. You know why? Because they all thought that it was going to be the Young Bucks versus FTR at All Out. Mm -hmm. And it still might be. They might drop the title back to the Young Bucks. Who knows? Because that's weird. But whatever. They've played Hot Potato. with Well, AEW has been playing Hot Potato with the TNT title for a full year.
1: Yeah, that's true. They've
0: had more changes to the TNT title than any title in WWE in the past year. That's right. For all the people who are talking shit about it, I counted. I was going to say six. There's six.
1: Yeah.
0: AEW so far in this year with the Intercontinental title, two. Mm-hmm. And same with the U.S. Yeah, two. This far this year, six TNT title changes. Okay, six. I think it was six. So it's not like they're not playing hot potato over there. So they might do it with the tag titles.
1: Right. I mean, you never know what's going to happen there, but that whole situation is just—it's crazy. The fact they're—they're
0: they're going to those lengths. So in my opinion. our content creating friends, be careful what you say about all of your wrestling. They might take you down, even if you're saying positive things. It looks like they're coming after some people because it's just getting them. Mm-hmm. If you're not a favored nation, you might get fucked. So just be prepared to let you know. As of us, we don't really care. Because no. they, I don't have anything they can DMCA, they can try. Although, I will say, TK, baby, if you're sick and Aubrey on people, you might want to pay attention to Twitch feeds and uh, <clears throat> torrent sites, if you know what those are, and YouTube especially, because they play your pay-per-views for fucking free. Yeah. And they stay up for, like, a full day or two at a time yeah not like UFC it gets them taken right down WWE gets them taken down but it doesn't really matter because you shouldn't you don't see a lot of those streams anyways because you can watch it on Peacock for fucking next to nothing anyways mm-hmm. but every time there's an AW pay-per-view I can find it on YouTube I can find it on Twitch I can and then I don't even have to go to the illegal torrent sites but they're there <laughs> right I mean how many times
1: have we were live streaming
0: yo let me get that let, let me get that, that that link baby let me get that link there's no link we paid for it
1: and how many times have you had all AEW in their name
0: oh yeah absolutely yeah, was all the craziest time. thing all too. Time. but the, the best part about it is like i said you can find it i, I told somebody once when we were doing a live dude why are you asking me just go to youtube yeah and we used to play a game where i would go to youtube find it not click on it because i'm not going to watch it because i'm not getting into that kind of heat right but i would find it and i'd see how many hours it was up i would click on it The couple times i clicked on it just to make sure it was the pay-per-view and it was mm-hmm. it was a replay of the pay-per-view in its entirety skip around it and find that it was there but it would up and it would tell you how many hours it's been up
1: that's where they should be investigating that's Completely. what you should be worried Completely. about not people
0: criticizing your company that's just mm-hmm. my thing alright let's end on a positive note because we have to talk about the pay-per-view that's going down this Saturday uh, from Lowell, Massachusetts July 23rd Saturday July 23rd Lowell, Massachusetts stronghold for Ring of Honor in the past It is Death Before Dishonor 2022. It's going down at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live from Lowell, Massachusetts. And uh, let's go and uh, let's talk about the matches. First of all, if you're in the States, you fucked (laughs) because it's on BR Live. But it is also on some cable providers, not all. So check your local service because hopefully you can order it on cable if you still have cable. If you're international, you got lucky because you can get it on (laughs) fight.tv. Yes. If you have a VPN that's good enough, you can also get it on fight.tv. The price tag is $14. Little pricey. And the part that I'm saucy about, if you're an honor club member, which we had a deal with honor club, and I understand the company was bought, but a lot of us already had things. They never changed the fucking thing until now. We used to get all the events because of honor card, honor club. They are no longer honoring that, ladies and gentlemen. If you are an honor club member, you will now get events 60 days after they happen. On top of getting it 60 days after it happens, you will not get it if you paid a year in advance like you, like I did. You will not get it for free like you used to with no notification but this week. As a matter of fact, what is the time on that? Uh, what is the date on? Just give me the date on the the what do you call it? Current, not what current, current memberships. What time did they send it? When was that press release sent? This press release was sent. Give me a sec here. Two days ago. Two days ago. So, as of two days ago, they sent a press release saying that if you have Honor Club, we're no longer honoring your shit. Pretty much. I'm. I, I am paraphrasing. Uh, they did say that if you have Honor Club and you are unhappy that you cannot get the, the pay-per-views that you paid for and everything, uh, you can get a refund. Uh, but the refund will be the remainder of your Honor Club uh, for every month a $10 off at Pro Wrestling tea. So if you have three months off, left, it would be $30. If you had four months, it would be four dollars If you have one month, it would be $10 for Pro Wrestling teas. Knock your cash back, not some other thing, fucking Pro Wrestling tea credit. I'm just going to go on a limb and say this is a real fucked up move and a real shitty move to fans who supported Ring of Honor for a long time. And I understand, yes, technically, Tony Khan didn't own it, but he did honor it during Supercard of Honor. And if it was going to change at Supercard of Honor, they should have said it was going to change. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What this is is some bureaucratic red tape because Fight.TV had a deal with them, but Warner won't let them do that in the States. That's why it's on shitty-ass BR Live that everybody fucking hates. And because uh, fucking Tony Khan's such a great businessman, he can't figure out the way to get the fuck around that. Hey, Dan, how you doing? What's up, Dan? Great stream
1: yesterday, too, by the way.
0: But, yeah, this is really kind of fucked up for those of us who paid money. And my option now is that I have four months left. Is to get $40 from Pro Wrestling Tees. And even if I didn't want to pay right up front for fucking Death Before Dishonor, I have to wait two months to see it? Like even if it wasn't too much 48 hours is sufficient
1: yeah my opinion is just a bad look this
0: is a fucking horrible look and this is a shitting on your fence and you know what's even better the infrastructure was there for you just to take over honor club and you could have used it for your own fucking purposes but no you know once again you're a fucking genius in business and you're fucked with br live because you're a fucking moron that's what it is try to dmca that bitch seriously I'm, I'm fucking fired up here. And, and everybody else who had Honor Club should be fired up. And Tony Khan, technically you should be fired up because do you know how much money you can make with a fucking streaming service? <sighs> but they ain't going to put you on HBO Max because they don't want you. That's why they keep giving you BR Live. I would tell them HBO Max will let me have my own fucking thing. And you already have the infrastructure. It's built. It already exists. Literally, you bought a company that had it. You still have it because you can put shit up on it. Right now, you could turn that into an AEW Ring of Honor streaming fucking service and make a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. Way more than now. But you don't. Because you signed a bad deal and it looks like Warner has control over all your shit. That's the only answer I can get. If that's wrong, please hit me up. You have the email. Mm -hmm. And tell me, explain to me where I was wrong. And that's fine. And I will report such. But until that shit... Yeah. Sorry man. This is a, this is like I said I'm not as mad about it as some people are, but it still pisses me off because I had a deal when I saw, when I paid the 110 or 12 dollars whatever it was cuz you got $10 off if you paid up front to get the free pack and pay-per-views. Cuz the way it worked for Honor Club is if you paid the monthly 9.99 a month, you had to buy you got only got half, you got half off the pay-per-views mm-hmm. on uh, on the website. However, if you paid the full year price, you got a $10 discount, plus you got all pay-per-views for free. That is the contract I signed and entered in with Ring of Honor. I understand that it was bought, but however, you still have to honor said contract. I don't think it works the way that you can just bait and switch. Yeah. But that's what they're doing here. And it's not worth me paying. And and before somebody jumps in, it's not worth me paying a lawyer to look into it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because listen, at the end of the day, I've got, what, $40, $50 left, technically, out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, $50. bucks. i am going to sue for $50. bucks. i have lost more than that fucking betting on shit. Yeah. Not as much as Coach, but I've lost a lot. <laughs> a, lot, less, a, lot of, a lot less. But you know what I mean. I, no,
1: I know exactly what you mean. And plus the fact, that, in my opinion, too. Why are we finding about this, like, t-
0: oh, five days before the pay-per-view? Why mm-hmm. like- was this announced... After Super hey, we exactly. grandfather you in for one because they knew the outrage. They knew what was gonna happen, so they fucking sprung it on everybody. Like people are gonna just pay forty bucks. By the way, Tony, um, hate to break it to you. The internet is kind of like, eh, I don't think I'm about to pay forty bucks for this one. So we'll find out how well it does. Hopefully you do fucking great. Yeah. Hopefully. But the internet seems to be like, eh, you're charging way too much for the B League. Because unfortunately for you, nobody puts a Ring of Honor on the same par as AEW. No, because I mean, what is Ring of Honor right now? they don't even have tv that's
1: that <laughs> that's the thing because as much and that's why i said you, you just call it roh rampage and call it a day that's where you need to start featuring the talent there but if you're going to try doing it 2 weeks out and hope that that's enough to sustain people spending $40 in this economy right now to go see a matches that most of them they've seen already on rampage before like why like i, I know the common thread that we've read online is most of the fans feel that this is like a rampage show so why am I paying forty dollars
0: when I can see it normally on cable? "Quote unquote two hour rampage." Yeah, whatever. I am pissed off about the whole thing, and it's not worth me fighting over fucking forty dollars in pro wrestling T credit. Yeah, it's just our opinions, but you know. But I'm with you. on Because at that this way. point in junction, we're just taking analysis of bad business practice, and it really make me think about in the future if I want to do business with Tony Khan and all Elite wrestling, if they uh, or Ring of Honor, if they do a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, because you're not giving me any value. There's no shows to watch. There's no weekly program. Once again, you could do tapings and fucking just put them up on Honor Club for Honor Club members and have almost a, and have a weekly show. You could take two weeks at a time. Shit, you have that deal at Universal. Why don't you use that for that? Yeah. Shit, they ran small venues. Just book fucking the twenty three hundred arena and book and, 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 and just like Ring of Honor you do, tape fucking four weeks of TV. Put it on Honor Club, exclusively for Honor Club members. At least it would be worth the $9.99. But no, they're still taking payments if somebody wants to join for $9.99 a month and wait 60 days for events. And let's be honest, that means – I mean, Supercard's already up, but that means the next new event you'll get as of right now is Death Before Dishonor, and that would be coming out if I do the 60-month correct at the end of September.
1: Yeah, you're looking at October 1st.
0: So you have no – you're paying $9.99 a month for nothing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, if you pay nine ninety nine dollars a month and you go over to IWTV – You're getting at least 10 new shows a week, if not more. But I'm saying at least 10 new, and then all the archive shit. I mean, it's no-brainer to me. No-brainer to me. I guess we're both on the same page. Yeah. But I digress. Once again, I guess I'm not the genius that Tony Khan is. All right, let's run down this card real quick, uh, because I'm not going to get mad, and I just want to talk about the actual card. Sure. Uh, For the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship, your champion Mercedes Martinez defending against Serena D. What you got? Uh, I'm taking uh, Marci- uh, Martinez in the win, and I think it's going to be a
1: great match. Match of the night.
0: Also, I've got Martinez retaining Anstill. still. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the pure and a pure wrestling rules match, the ROH pure championship on the line. Wheeler-Uda defending against Daniel Garcia.
1: Yuda reasons.
0: I can see this going either way, but I'm going to go Anstill. Uh, Next up, for the ROH World Television Championships, Samoa Joe, your champion, defending against Jay Lethal with Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh in his corner. Lethal. I'm also going Lethal, but it's not going to be a good match like it should be because we're going to have a shit ton of outside interference. Correct. Then we have a two out of three falls match for the ROH World Tag Team Championships, Uh, Your champions, the FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood taking on the former champions, the Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark Briscoe.
1: My heart wants to say Briscoes, but we all know it's FTR. It
0: ain't going to happen. I know. Uh, My problem with this is we came off of performances in the match of the year category and it's definitely the tag match of the year so far Mm -hmm. with the Briscoes and FTR. We're running it back super soon. That's April till now, so May, June, July, three months. A little over three because it was the beginning. Of, so it was almost four. We'll mm. give them credit. We'll give them that little extra bit. We'll get all the credit helps, right? So four months later, pretty much, a little short of it, we're running it back in a two out of three falls match where we know who the winner's going to be because you have nothing signed with the Briscoes. As a matter of fact, the Briscoes have a deal signed with Impact. hmm Why? Like, you know who's going to win. That's my only problem with this match. Even if it's a great match, and I hope it is, we know who's going to win.
1: Yeah, Forty dollars. Yeah, the only thing that'd be noteworthy of is a swerve, but we all but it's all setting up for all outs. So let's be honest about that. No, absolutely.
0: Uh, and then of course the main event of the evening is uh, all that's announced so far for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Your champion, Jonathan Gresham, with Tully Blanchard in this quarter because Reasons uh is going to take on Claudio Castagnoli because, you know, an AEW guy's got to be in the title fight, and I'm expecting wholeheartedly and new. I called this on Blogs Account Anywhere last week. It's going to be Claudio, and in fact, Gresham kind
1: of tipped this off in his promo. He's been signed since March, and why is he now getting pushed?
0: He's the best technical wrestler in the world, and yet we haven't even seen him on TV that much. My favorite part, though, is they taped down at Universal last week, and uh, he taped two matches, and both matches he didn't come to the ring with the belt. Oh, my God. The old WWE style. We taped the match, so if you're going to drop the belt, we don't have the belt on you. Um, So they're obviously going to air next week. Would be the first one, which is after the fucking event. Yeah. So therefore, he's not going to have the belt. It's easy deduction, folks. Or they're doing it to throw us off. Well, there's no reason to throw us off because you're not going to have Claudio lose that early. Mm -hmm. And if you do, it's a mistake. Because he he loses to somebody who has got nothing. That's all. And I'm not saying that Jonathan Gresham's not a great athlete and a wrestler because he is. But let's be honest, they've done nothing with him exactly so you take this red hot brand new toy and Claudio Castagnoli and you'd have him lose to somebody you've done nothing with since March and you know they
1: want to set up the Blackpool Combat Club as the stable with all the gold Moxley has the world title Cesaro has ROH Wheeler's got the pure title that's what they're trying to build for because I fear and know how I'm stressing this we're going to have them take on the new elite or whatever you want to call him in hangman page in the Bucks. You heard it here first.
0: And best what? Guess who will be the heels?
1: Oh, Blackpool.
0: Wink, wink. Uh, you know it's coming down to it. I, it. I know, I know. The I writing's know. on the wall, but you know, that's genius. Long-term storytelling, Ken <laughs> Uh Listen, on paper, this doesn't look like a bad card, but you're trying to sell a $40 card to people who you've not shown anything for for almost four months. Yeah. Like being on the nice side, it's almost four months because it's the beginning of April. It's the, and by the time of this, it's the end of July. So we'll just say just short of four months, you have had nothing other than a match here and there on dark or on rampage from ring of honor. But you have nothing. They're wrestling other AEW guys. And then on the card alone, you have Wheeler Yuta against Daniel Garcia, so AEW guy, two AEW guys. Mm. You have the FTR against the Briscoe, so an unsigned team against an AEW team. You have Mercedes Martinez and Serena D. Martinez is signed to one of those mystery Ring of Honor deals like Jonathan Gresham, and Serena Deeb's an AEW personality. You have Samoa Joe, who's got an AEW contract. But his Ring of Honor. And Jay Lethal, who has an AEW contract.
1: But his Ring of Honor.
0: And then you have Jonathan Gresham and then Claudio Castagnoli, the AEW contracted guy. And just yeah. like what happened to that fucking supercard, all the AEW contracted guys won. Mm-hmm. Granted, granted, here, there's a couple that uh, over... So with Wheeler and Daniel, it could be either because they're both signed. Yeah. With Samoa Joe and Lethal, it can be either because they're both signed. To an extent, you would say that with Gresham and Cal- uh, Cal- Claudio, but Gresham's not an AEW guy. They've made it very clear he's a mm. Ring of Honor guy. He signed an AEW-adjacent contract because that's the only contracts they have, even though, allegedly, they're two separate entities. Yeah. Reasons. It's because somebody doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. I'm sorry. That's just a, a 100% case. I'm sorry for all the AEW fans who think that's offensive. It's not. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Just admit it. Explain otherwise. I'd love to hear it. And fucking over people is the wrong thing to do week of show. Yeah. Not just me, but everybody else, too.
1: It's a a bad, bad way to start off the week when it should be celebrating the product.
0: So now, if I want to watch Ring of Honor, I have to leave my... uh, Act like this is a big problem, by the way. It's not. Mm -hmm. But I have to leave my house. I have to go over to Ken M's house. Not even his house. And Ken M has to leave his house. Yeah. We have to go to to the uh, the ODPH studios. Mm -hmm. Watch it on cable there, because we can't watch fucking BR Live, because if you pay for BR Live, you're a moron. Yeah. Because your shit's going to cut out, and, it's, and it does it at every event. Everybody bitches about it. It's well known. Mm-hmm. There has not been a person who has ever, and, and if somebody like SRS lies to you, he's a lying cocksucker, and we know this, because he complained about it on the last event. Facts. He complained about it on Forbidden Door. hmm But, you know, hey, hmm. He likes you to forget that, because, you know, hey, got to keep slobbing the knob, baby. Got to make sure TK's good so he keeps feeding you bullshit. That you can then sell to people. And then even when he's not feeding you bullshit, you can make bullshit up because, you know, hey, scumbag fuck. Once again, as I've always offered, we can have that conversation anytime you want. You'll probably just DM me and say, "Mm, don't say non-mean things about me. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) It's funny, though. I know. I know. All of this is fucking because everybody kisses ass instead of fucking saying what the problems are. And that's why he believes he's infallible and he's God. And he's not. What people need to do is hold him to the fire. If WWE all of a sudden said, fuck the peacock rules, we're going to take off the fucking uh, premium uh, events. We're going to tell you you have to pay for them. And we're going to do it on the week of a fucking show. The Internet would lose their fucking mind.
4: Mm -hmm. But they did
0: this to people who paid this, who were fucking fans of the product before and who would still be fans of that product product, even after you bought it. So you're diehard fans. And I don't think I was an ROH diehard, but there's a lot of them out there. I paid for it because it was a good service, and I liked watching ROH pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Hence why I did it the way I did it, instead right. of paying the $9.99 a month. But even now, what is my benefit for paying $9.99 a month if I switch to that? what is my benefit my benefit is to wait 60 days for an event to hit there and since there's no tv or anything there's nothing i'm watching in between the next literal event i could watch for 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 ring of honor wouldn't come out until september the end of september but that's worth ten dollars a month
1: yeah it's an ongoing transformation
0: yeah ongoing so in the meantime we're just gonna fucking rob you (laughs) <laughs> and, and you're going to be happy with it. And if you're not happy with it, we're going to give you a pro wrestling, which maybe I don't want to buy shit from pro wrestling tees. Pro wrestling tees led to me having to get a fucking new bank card. Yep. Because they don't know how to have internet protection. So beware out there. And all we got for that was a uh, VPN coverage. Mm-hmm. Thanks pro wrestling tees. Maybe if you weren't worried about uh, some of the less, some of the more shady things that uh, are about your company, you'd be more worried about your fucking uh, internet security. Huh? That'd be too much to ask for, but go ahead. Keep supporting that company. Don't have to look long to find out what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon ain't the only dirty boy. Just throwing it out there. But nobody wants to talk about that in the world of pro wrestling. Nobody wants to talk about that on these other shows. Nobody wants to talk about that. And then, so everybody else follows around like a fucking sheep and acts like everything's hunky fucking dory everywhere. And it's not. And the fact of the matter is that the fact that you fans don't get outraged or don't even put up a fuss about it or hold people's feet to the flames just tells me once again what I already knew. Most of you aren't fans. Yeah. You're just in it for fucking root root ha ha ha. But none of you are buying the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. You're all taking it off of, what was it, WrestleZone or whatever the fuck it's called? Yeah. There you go, Tony Khan. You want to know where your shit goes for free? I think it's like WrestleZone or some shit like that. It's a fucking service that you can get on a fire sticker on a computer that plays all wrestling events illegally. You're welcome. Send the check in the mail for me. <laughs> but no, we're worried about what somebody thinks about Aubrey Edwards as a shit referee. Huh. But then again, if she's in charge of DMCAs, DMCA, I guess she's just searching herself. Come on, guys. Let's be real here. Let's be real but we're worried about dumb shit and then we'll be toxic on the internet about dumb shit about work but we won't be we won't be upset and toxic about fucking real life shit yeah like i don't understand any of this people my mind is blown every time i do a wrestling show and i'm the only one out here talking about it ken's the only other person out here talking about it why i don't know why isn't everybody else pissed off that we're getting robbed that we're getting fleeced when will we win lord when On that note, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that note, there's nothing else I could say because I'm, I'm already back on the soapbox, and it just is what it is. Uh, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view we'll cover next week. I'm sure we'll either watch it or we won't, and we'll catch the highlights. I, won't, I promise I'm not stealing it from some site, but it doesn't take you long to find the link, guys. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> and obviously, TK doesn't care enough. You probably could just watch it on YouTube.
1: We'll probably be watching it because our good friend Lincoln is leaving for New Zealand. Uh, probably. So we'll, we'll definitely have to send him off in the right way. And I think that we we're, were planning on doing that for him. So we'll probably be watching. If so, maybe we'll make I'll a I'll probably quick have to tweet. bring a
0: TV somewhere so I can watch uh, Absolution at the same time because I bet it'll be a better show. Yeah, we'll, we'll hook it up. Yeah, we can make
1: that happen. But well, with that being said. With that being said, though... If you want to watch it, go watch it. Hit us up on Twitter. You know where to find us. We definitely talk with everybody about that. But if you even want to find more ODPH content and talk to me, Padawan Jay, and if you can track down your coach, my coach, the coach, Coach Duffy these days, swing on over to odphpodcast.com. You can join the conversation on our social media accounts. They're all right there on the front page. They've got icons. You click, you link, you follow. It's a wonderful thing. Check out Parley Points. I will try dropping a new blocks account anywhere this week. Schedule's a little tight, and you'll know tomorrow if you follow the Parley Points comic section. You'll know why. Uh, T-Public store, the directory, the classified section, where you find friends of the show, such as 8122Productions and 3FNPodcast.com. All that, so much more. If it's anything and everything that is the ODPH, you can find it at
0: ODPHPodcast.com. Let's keep it short and simple, 3FNPodcast.com. Go find out all about 3FNers Podcast, slash 3FN, whatever you want to call it. Uh, at 3FN Podcast on Twitter is the best way to get a hold of me, but we're also 3FN Podcast on TikTok, at 3FNPod on Instagram and 3FN Podcast on uh, Facebook. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FM Podcast. We also have uh, a public store and so much more. So uh, just, I mean, let's be honest. Let's just keep it short and sweet. 3FMPodcast.com is the best place to go. Man, I got all fired up again. I wasn't going to do that, but.
1: You had reason to. I don't blame you. Stealing money from people. I don't blame you. Stealing money from people. In my opinion, is a bad business deal, and you know
0: what? I don't blame you for being mad. If I was a subscriber, I'd be losing my shit right now. Well, you know what? The worst part about it is, like I said before, if this was World Wrestling Entertainment, somebody's head would fucking roll. Oh, absolutely! Like, like, like that's the weirdest part about this. Like, like, there's a lot of people who just took that fucking law that L, but went AEW and then Tony Khan. Tony Khan's a savior, so we'll just take the L.
1: Please, Ring of Honor Honor Club members, right now, currently.
0: Hit us up and let us know how you feel about this. Yeah, if you're fine with it, let me know why. Yeah. If you're not fine with it, hey, you're, you're not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. I am here with you. That's right. That's my best Michael Jackson I'm giving you. Break it down. With well, that being said, though, we are about to close out the show. And the only way we know how, you're going to hear our good friend Second of The song is called One-Winged Angel. Check them out everywhere. You get great music. With that being said, next week, we'll be back. We'll be talking Ring of Honor, Death Be Throat, Dishonor. We'll be talking Fighter Fest Night 2. We'll be talking about, uh, oh, we're already previewing up the Game Changer Wrestling huge event that's yep. going on in Nashville. We'll also be talking about Ric Flair's last match, uh, that, that event going on. talk about a shit show for money.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Let's just call it what it is. Uh, and so much more. Thank you for listening to the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. Because that's what we do here. And uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And finally, last but certainly not least, Later Wrestling Fa.
5: So damn hard, I can no longer stand in this room. I'm starting to swoon. The walls made of neon, but I can't stop looking at you. Looking at you. And I've got. A To shatter the hourglass, emptying all of the sand. This moment. top ropes